This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Uh, RJ, Daylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time and order a release. This week, we're getting down and dirty in the slums of Russia and Japan as we watch Spine 239 in the Criterion Collection, Jean Renoir's The Lower Depths from 1936, and Akira Kurosawa's The Lower Depths from 1957. Huh? But first... Hmm. RJ. Yo. How are you doing? Fuck, Jared. I've had an interesting couple days. Really? Yeah, man. I got some axes to grind. Oh, but, shit. Uh, to uh, settle... I, I feel like this is the place to grind those axes. I have a platform. It, this is the public platform. I have a platform, Jared. Now, air my... your, are you going to be airing grievances? Yeah. I'm going to be airing some grievances here, Jared. And you know what's going to make it even more interesting? Uh, I gave blood today, so I'm and I'm a little boozy, but I've been slamming beer since I got home just to really crank it into gear. You mm-hmm. ever do that? You ever give no. blood and then really pile no. it on? No. no. <laughs> Never in my life, RJ. <laughs> well, let me tell you, man, if you're looking for a quick a quick buzz, that's the that's the way to do it. So, I fr- I, yeah, is this like giving the, giving blood? Are you selling blood? I'd prefer not to disclose for legal reasons. Right. I'd like to also well, state that I, this I believe, is a character uh, I play for a podcast. Because well, I, I, I don't believe you can actually sell blood in this country. No, but when I lived in the states, I had a friend who, like, once every two weeks, he would go sell his plasma. I think it was, I think it was like a plasma, two, like yeah, like, plasma, like Morbius. Yeah, plasma. Uh, well, you, you can't, you can extract plasma. I think it just, um, and yeah. it was worth more than blood. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, but you were only allowed to give it like once every two weeks or something. I can't. I don't. I don't know. I never did it with him, but uh, that's how he ha- he got money. So this always reminds me of uh, James Elroy's uh, American Tabloid series mm-hmm. uh, books, where uh, Howard Hughes is a character, and uh, his nickname is Drac because uh, he like okay. has his like in Vegas. He's surrounded himself with pure Mormons uh, and their their Mormon blood, and he's constantly getting extracted so he can like give himself blood transfusions. That's a great idea. Do you think he actually did that? I hope so. That's a really good idea because it'd be pure, right? Yeah, there's nothing uh, Mormon blood. <laughs> well, because like, I mean, allegedly they don't like drink pop and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this was the '60s too. Who, who knows? Damn. Who knows what they've got in their system these days? Well, fluoride, man, it's in the water. You know, <laughs> be careful. Turning the frogs gay. Chemtrails. What are we talking about? Oh, okay, yeah. Why, why so, you're giving blood? It's been a wild few days. Uh, well, just a, like two days. So like, um, we ate, like, I'm just kind of hanging out at home for you know because I, I don't have like a job to go to at the moment. So Andrew's like, why don't you like tidy up and like uh, clean up the garage and get rid of some of your old stuff? And I was like, I guess I can do that. I was like, that's the very least I can do. Um, so I, uh, I sold a bunch of stuff on Facebook marketplace, Jared, and it's been a while since I've been dealing with, uh, online, uh, exchanges. And so, uh, I was, it was a very unwelcome experience for me because the few things I had, it was like, like I already sold it all. So I'm glad it's done now, but it was like, uh, I had an electric griddle. We had like an old dresser. Mm -hmm. We had, uh, uh, fuck some other shit, whatever. It's just like junk, right? But like the people who would like, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, Jared. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's believable. I got, it's I got absolute, sixty it's all, messages. Uh, yeah, 
on the dresser and every single one was is this available and i'd say yes no and then they were never heard of again my favorite so i remember uh trying to wash a or sell a washer and dryer and getting uh to experience it after maybe about 10 i think uh 10 moves and it was gone Mm -hmm. so that's not but 60 yeah and they came all night long i was getting messages at 2 a.m like i turned my phone on silent so i I saw it in the morning but people at like 2 a.m is this available and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you why are you doing this why because it's covid why? But then, and then never follow up with it. So because, I, I, all, because, I changed yeah. the ad. And the first thing I said was when it's sold, I'll market is sold. It is available until it's sold. Cause I, I was like, I've, I've had it with this shit here. I've had it. Yeah. And I said, you tell me when you're available and I'll give you the address. Cause everyone's always like, well, what side of town are you on? I was like, with the West side. He was like, well, what's the address? I was like, are you coming? And they're like, no. And I was like, well then no, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't get these people, Jerry. What are, are you? One of these people? Never. I don't think I've ever bought anything on Facebook Marketplace. I didn't even like. I didn't, I didn't even know that this was a thing. Like, why? Well, I, I knew people did it, but I was like, oh, who gives a shit? I sold all this stuff. I made like two hundred bucks, which is pretty cool. Nice, nice. But uh, man, it was a hellish two days. That electric griddle too. That thing was. That was uh, a an exercise in restraint, Jerry. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, cause everyone who like, I would just get messages and it'd just be like, still have. And like, that's all I would say. I was like, yes. And then like all these people were like, I can come by right now. And so, and then I'll be like, okay. And then I'd wait for them. And then it'd be an hour later and they'd be like, I can come by next week. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on here? I don't get it. The dresser uh... that sold too. It, there's like this young girl. She's like, she's like, all right. Uh, she knocked on the door, which I, I said, I was like, come to the garage. I'll open the garage door and you can just pull up in the alley. She's like, okay, well, we'll pull around. I was like, sure, whatever. And uh, they pull around. It's this young girl and she has with her, which I, th- I think was her grandpa. And he was like 85 years old. And he's like, I'm here to move the dresser. And I was like, how old is this fucking guy? I was like, he can't lift this thing. And like, I, uh, so I just took my sling off, but like, I can't like lift that well with this arm because normally I could pick this thing up but, by myself. But now it's all atrophied, your arm. Like, I know. It's... You, got, you got a skinny arm? No, it's not skinny. I've been using it pretty often. I got an x-ray today and they said it looks like it's healed up good. But the doctor also said no no sports for three weeks. So Is, is, I was that, like, a, is that a problem? I was like, that's. that's I, I mean, hey, he was giving me credit. I, I think he... Maybe he thought I was such a fine athletic specimen that uh, mm. he needed to tell me not to do sports. So anyways, that's not the most exciting stories, but uh, Facebook Marketplace is like uh, I don't I'm glad I'm glad it's over. I don't I'm just going to next time I have stuff, I'm just going to throw it in the dumpster or mm-hmm. burn it like a uh, mm-hmm. a good good Canadian, you know? Hell yeah. The hell with it. If I don't want if I can't have it, you can't have it. Burn it. <laughs> right? That's right. Anyways, Anyways, I'm sure you get uh, your share of that at the uh, at the comic store. Ye old comic shop. Yeah, some, the price some... on this negotiable. Oh man, I'm sure you get that. Well, yeah, we get some we get some types. You know, people wanting price matching with like wholesalers mm-hmm. and stuff. You're like, really? But mm-hmm. then, but then they'll tell you to your face, I support I support local business. You go, you're 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 really not actually. <laughs> I well, guess you are. You're giving, you're giving me the opportunity to make some money, mm-hmm. but you're also like, oh, this is what I think it's worth because I can get it online for free. 
but and then you also you do get these uh teaching moments where you explain mm-hmm. how credit cards are garbage if you want to be a person who supports the local they're uh, real bad uh they, because they take a percentage of the actual cost of mm. the purchase rather than a flat fee like a debit card so I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, you know, so if you buy something from a store for say like a hundred dollars, three dollars of that that the store gets, they paid the credit card company just for fun. Just criminals. For, just because the and, and no one talks about the banks this way. Lock them up. I think it's like it, it varies, but yeah, usually it's about three percent. So if you're like buying like a laptop or something for like two thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, three percent of that is goes to your 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 credit card company your bank they're not mm. they're not hurting for cash they're giving you the opportunity to spend money you don't have yet and they'll pay, and they'll charge you for the opportunity with interest so they always win and uh yeah people like no one talks about this and it seems like it's just fine i guess or people are i think some people are fine with it and because mm-hmm. they get their points they get those sweet air miles mm. they get their scenic points but mm-hmm. someone someone's paying for those points is this a uh, yeah? I uh, I always cash in my reward reward points for uh, Amazon gift cards, doubling down ah, on g- good uh, another on an, another great uh, yeah. <laughs> company to support to help mm-hmm. them help them out. Well, it's like you can I could get it's something like I could take fifty dollars off of my my credit card with like nine thousand points, or I could get a fifty dollar Amazon card for like seven thousand points. So fiscally speaking, it makes more sense. Do you know what I mean? Hey, so have what? you have you noticed like with Amazon and uh, Chapters, those are like all our options in Canada for buying new books. That yeah. the the discounts have just kind of evaporated. Do you, oh, do yeah. you remember the good old days where it was like thirty percent off all the time, and mm-hmm. they and they put all the booksellers out of business, and now everything's just retail price all the time, unless yep. you get unless you pre order, and even then, that's not even. That's not even a guarantee, man, because nope. Amazon fucks me on pre-orders all the time. Like all they, day, uh, every day. They just like, so the new paperback from Hell came out yesterday, and uh, I had it pre-ordered like four months ago, and um, I got the email yesterday. It was like delayed, and it's like, we'll let you know when it's available. And it's like, what do you mean when it's available? What is the point of a pre-order if it, you're not going to have it available? Well, as soon as they get theirs in their warehouse, you'll they'll send yeah. it out to you, bud. Well, and you know what the shitty thing, too, is... What, though, what, is were you really planning on reading it yesterday? No, but I want it. Well, and you, the one thing too, Jerry, I tried. I tried you to people. support Valencourt Books themselves, yeah. but they're American, right? Mm-hmm. So one time I actually emailed them, and they were they were actually they had an impeccable customer service. They got back to me like immediately, and uh, I was like, because I was like, I would like to pre-order all of them because they offer that before they come out uh, from you guys instead of Amazon because they routinely would fuck around with me on, on that stuff. And Valencourt, like. Uh, they were just like they're like I don't know, man. They're like the customs. It might be better for you to just buy them on Amazon, like because you'll. They're like, you might be paying more to get it from us. And I was like, I know, but it was like, I'll at least know that they're coming. So they were a good guy, Valencourt Books, because they were trying to look out for me, save me money. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's also probably more work for them to have to deal with sending shit, shit. to you anyway. So they're like, hey, yeah, we don't want to do that. Are you sure it wouldn't be easier for you to get it elsewhere? Maybe. We we, Could, we we do that sometimes because it's like, but there's literally times where it makes no sense for us to do it. Like, yeah. hey, do you guys like, can you order me things online? You go, no, because <laughs> it's like, it makes no sense. Because like, okay, if mm-hmm. something costs, you know, say $22 and 
mm-hmm. for us to buy for someone else. We bring it in. It's like, well, what are we going to charge them for this? Like, in, in, in theory, it should be like, well, I just ordered it for you. Thanks for helping you out. But, like, it's a service. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what do you charge? Do you charge, like, 10%? Do you charge, like, what our margin would be? So it's like, you know, whatever it would be. Like, you know, hey, we're going to charge you 40, bucks. 40, 40 bucks for this thing that's 22 bucks. Like, I don't know. That's like, seems crazy to me. Um, but we do it all the time for other products where we can actually get mm. reached. But... 22 bucks is what the retail on this would be. But for us to sell it, it doesn't, we, the margin would just be so low. It's like, no, it just makes more sense for the person to order it themselves. But some mm-hmm. people, like, they either don't trust uh, the internet, they don't like to put right. their credit card out there, they don't uh-huh. know, they don't, or they don't have access to a credit card, they don't know how PayPal works. Cause there's still mm-hmm. some people that are in that uh, state of mind mm-hmm. of like 1998. <laughs> Well, have you ever seen a, a cyberpunk movie, Jared? Because those have been warning about the dangers of the internet forever. Like, are you talking about hackers? Maybe, maybe. And I think all this economic talks. This is a. Isn't that what the Big Short is about? Because people are going to be like, "What are the creeps talking about?" I thought this was a movie podcast. It's like it is. You ever seen? Uh, soon, soon we're going to be talking about stonks and bitcoins. Jerry Maguire's. Stonks, you're a stonks guy, aren't you? Big, big stonks boy. Oh, there's gonna be stonks memes come flying in after this one. Oh man! Speaking of which, how how have you uh how have you been doing with the uh, the recent memes? I I don't think about it. You know? (laughs) Do you do you see them? No, not anymore. I I'm I stopped getting notifications. Well, I mean, we had some blow away, uh, like, uh, ones that people were just eating up, Jarrett. The, uh, Laughing this, Agne- this Agnes Varda, Varda one blew up, blew wow. up, Jarrett. It's got 39 likes. Is it on the, the, huge. on the, on the tail of the release of the Agnes Varda collection? Could be, could be, but I also made a Fellini post and that one only has 15 likes. So nobody gives a shit about Fellini. But less, I mean, le- less of a shit. Yeah, less of a shit. The Agnes Varda did drum up some good stuff. I was contacted by uh, that big sugary uh, bastard, Reese Haxtell, and there was a, a business opportunity from uh, someone called Briz Tunes with Zeds okay. on Instagram. Jared, I encourage everyone to check out her work. She's a freelance designer, and she will design you a logo for your podcast. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Just so, in case so you're interested. What is this? is this? Why you need the two hundred bucks? Who me? Yeah. You, no, sold, I just, you sold a dresser and a griddle. Now you're gonna pay this Instagram person for t- to do some graphic design work. Well, I don't have any money, but I can't. I can't offer exposure. Ooh, Let's like you, you mean via a, a social platform? You're right. You're right. I can do that. That's what it is. And I feel like, I mean, what's gonna benefit you more, Jared? Wow. Wow. Look at the, look at the likes. Look at that on that. Well, see, Varda. see, the, I don't understand this one. This. uh the shadow, of the, the shadow of the Colossus. What's going on here, Reese? That was the uh, the Fellini one. I, I think the implication uh, is that the Colossus is going to hit us with that that big hammer. No, no, we're we, we're we're the Colossus, and our we have a giant like shit hammer that is well, yeah. a movie about Italian it's prostitutes. prostitutes. Yeah. But and then Reese is uh, the kid. Where's where's well, where's, be- where's, where's, where's where's the where's his horse? I don't know. Maybe he fell off. Well, he jumped off. Well, I think the implication is that you're going to get hit with knowledge about prostitutes. No. Maybe. One of the other big ones was that Michael Jordan one. 
People, I don't know if it was the Michael the Irishman. Jordan one. That oh, one was good. Uh, okay, I did see. It feels like it maybe it slowed down a little bit. The, that, uh, that one's well, got, that one's even got more likes than the Agnes Varda crap. Uh, that one was good. Uh, the Astron Six one, uh, I believe Jackson said it was the best one yet. So that that was from uh, your buddy Corpse himself. Oh yeah, I actually I think I even liked that one myself. That one was very good. The uh, Oliver had a really depressing one about his own life. And then uh, the one I should mention that I actually thought is, if you look at the detail on it, the Creepsville Herald by Rob Eagle Jarrett. That one has some. That one has some some deep cuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't see Oliver's. You didn't Oliver's? Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. It's like you okay, bud? <laughs> this podcast watching, is ruining people's watching lives. Watching films for enjoyment. Oh, I remember those days. Oh yeah, that was a we used to do that. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I liked movies. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think that's like? I don't know. I remember it was good at one time. Maybe the Agnes Varda collection will bring the enjoyment back for you. Maybe you're right. Maybe it will. It's going to turn this ship around. Hey, who who knows? But uh, so Meme Week uh, is continuing, I guess, oh, clearly. No. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll add some actual Criterion stuff now. I'll, I'll try to keep it to one a day or something. Well, I mean, I definitely don't think it's growing an audience. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I mean, so someone, Oliver actually asked me, he's like, are the memes, he's like, are you going to stop doing it? And I was like, I don't know, I should probably post Criterion pictures. And he went and looked at all the likes. And I think he, he did the math and he said, well, the memes are getting more likes than the actual Criterion pictures. And I was like, huh, can't fight with that logic, right? You know, it's so strange. You know, I'm on Instagram very rarely. And sure. I, just, I just click the magnifying glass to get a search. And what do I see? I see this this very fit young woman doing a handstand and doing like leg exercises. And I okay. wonder who's the audience for this? Well, you clearly. Well, it's just like here it is, right at the top. And I'm like, huh, I don't really like follow anything. Mm. I, don't, I don't do anything. Well, it's a targeted ad, you know. Any anything you do in your life, like, don't you get all those Star Wars Clone Wars ads? And you're a big fan of the Clone Wars, aren't you? <laughs> big, big fan. So, like, you know, I don't know how this stuff works. It's an algorithm. Reels. It's an algorithm. I feel like these uh, videos aren't about athleticism. What are they about? <laughs> RJ, we got emails. Oh, yeah. Any females? Nope. Um, okay. Oliver Bummer. Granger. Oh yeah. yeah. Back in, back in lockdown again. Oh no. I thought New Zealand was in the clear. Well, remember they got cases again? After after they're they're gloating about hundred and two days clear, then oh, oh got a case. And you're like, where was it mm-hmm. hiding? Uh I don't know. It could have been could have been on the food. Like what if they import like, I don't know, blueberries and some guy coughed on it right before it went out to uh New Zealand. Hi there, team. You know, back yeah. in lockdown again. If one Criterion director, alive or dead, could make the COVID film, who would you want? The COVID film? No. Who's who's making big the big, the big COVID movie? Is it gonna? Uh, well, I have so many questions, Jarrett. How about uh, if, how about Schizopolis's own Steven Soderbergh? Has he ever done anything like that? <laughs> yeah, he did, RJ. Oh yeah, was it uh, Ocean's Twelve or what? 
uh, Contagion. Remember when everyone was watching Contagion? I do. That seems like um, a while ago. Oh, yeah. A lifetime. So Remember he, every, everyone was renting it? No. Let's not do Steven Soderbergh. Um, I would say director of Blizzard, LeVar Burton. Well, he he's not a Criterion director, RJ. Yet. 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 Paul Dano. Uh, How about Paul Dano? Hey, uh, that would actually probably be pretty good. I like Paul Dano. Or it might be terrible. Yeah, but you don't know because you've never seen uh, Wildlife. Who do we got? Is the movie's called, right? Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I watched it. I don't know. What about Christopher Nolan? He's not doing anything oh. lately. Yeah, other, other than uh, walking around with headphones. <laughs> Is that what he was doing, was walking around with headphones? You've seen that photo, right? No. <laughs> yeah, there's a photo. <laughs> Look up Christopher Nolan headphones. I believe Chris- it's what it's... Yeah. Okay. What, are they cool headphones? Um... No, I can't. Oh, that's not even the image Jones. I saw. No, there's this, there's this, there's this very funny picture of him just like strolling around indifferently to the world. Is that like when Daniel Craig was wearing those earmuffs and everyone gave him shit? They're like Bond wouldn't wear earmuffs. Do you remember that? Uh, I can't find any picture of Chris Nolan wearing headphones. I feel like you made it up. There is like lots, but they're not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, he's got like on set headphones. Yeah, see, yeah, there's this one strolling and. <laughs> Mm. people people were sharing it like two months ago and people were like what is what's wrong with this guy i mean he's english right no so who knows so is that is that your pick is christopher nolan <laughs> i don't know uh what do you got i said christopher nolan oh yeah i don't know steven soderbergh <laughs> uh let's take let's take a random look was a director what about david cronenberg well, I, I guess from the past i mean there's also the past sure who would who would you put from the past carl theodore dreyer wow there you go well, huh would it have deep uh religious uh illusions mm-hmm. what about religious metaphors yes wow huge this sounds good i i like this to be honest i would love to see what michael bay would do with it Especially since the last oh, Transformers yeah. was made for the Chinese market. Would he forsake Whoa. the Chinese profits to make a truthful story? Whoa. All right. It's big if true. I don't know. Okay. What do you think? Uh, a Michael Bay COVID film? That'd be pretty cool. If it, Cool, huh? If it took place on an oil rig, like a deep sea oil rig. What, what, what is the truthful story? I don't know. I feel like it's yet to be seen. Exactly. You know? You know? Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Next up, Jared Berger with an email mm. titled Work. Okay. Dear Creeps, hopefully I'm able to finish this week's creepin' time. I've been very busy with work and packing for the return to college. Scary times ahead. I spent my summers working for my small high school in the IT department. So this nice. week has been hellish trying to get school online with limited resources. Therefore, not a long... Uh, of activity film wise but i'll get back on it soon i can't remember which uh listener asked but i do remember a couple of hot takes from our questionable hosts as oh. for criterion creeps i love you jimbo sanjuro and were and was very disappointed by your takes but they were justified i guess i'm <laughs> one of those people you called out who likes sanjuro more I just Ooh. really dig the story in action it's not superb but i love it i also love quite and how to get ahead in advertising yeah. And, but above all that, 
I have had one huge, serious disagreement with you guys. Oh. I stand with Sam Raimi's holy trilogy, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. They all hold a very mm. special place in my heart. I can talk about them for days, but I digress. Happy creeping, Jared Berger, real guy. He's a real guy, Jared. It's not a made-up name. Real guy. Allegedly. No. Did we shit on uh, Spider-Man's? I probably have. Do you think it's maybe... You might have. I mean, I, I really like Spider-Man 2 when it came out and Spider-Man 1. I thought they were great. I don't think Spider-Man 3 is very good, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, no, not do, watch. Not watch them. You know what it could be, though? It could just be those infamous uh, review comments people have that we should stick to Spider-Man. Because maybe that, that might come off like we are bad-mouthing Spider-Man. But, in fact, that's what other people think we should watch. Hmm. Could Could be. Right. Could be. I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Could be. Real guy. Cool. Cool. Outstanding. <laughs> cool. Nice. Man, I remember I remember it seems like a lifetime ago that we watched Yojimbo Sanjiro. Was that like three years ago? Probably. Wow. <laughs> wow. Next up, Justin Peterson. Gone oh, fishing with what appears to be the shortest email I've ever seen from him. Right, do you think he's going to talk about Joe Pesci, Danny Glover's gone fishing? Hey, Jordan RJ, what's happening? About mm. to go on a fishing trip, so not much time to write. So I will just cut to the chase with that goat movie question of the week. Okay. What are your favorite of all time Michael Shannon performances? Damn. He makes for a great lawman turned villain, so I would go with Shape of Water and Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah, he was in Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Thanks for the time, gents. Cheers. Well, I hope you caught a big one, Justin. Wow. Take that back. Wow. Uh, uh, just the way you said it, not the, uh, the implication. <laughs> um, I would probably say take shelter, right? Uh, for Michael Shannon? Sure. Yeah, that would be the. I think that would be the, the a go-to for many. Michael Shannon is in Groundhog Day? What the fuck? Very youthful. What? You have yeah. no love for General Zod? I do like him as General Zod. I don't. He, I, 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 he's got that fucking Caesar haircut and goatee. Well, I mean, you can't win them all, but he is in a movie that you watched for the show that you love called Pottersville. You remember oh, that one, Jared? Yeah, that's that was a, also a, that's blood on Oliver's hands. Yeah, he's got the. He makes us do bad stuff. Oh, he was in Jonah Hex. Was he? Yeah. I never hmm. seen that movie, but I first saw Michael Allegedly. Shannon in Bad Boys Two. Yeah. The only thing I'm trying to remember like where he like made an impression. Like where his like what was his breakout movie? World Trade Center? Mm. I would have said Take Shelter, no? Because then after Take Shelter, well, I he mean, had Man of Steel. Well, my son Mud. Might, well I guess he was in like Bad Lieutenant. It seems like the uh, sure. the the Werner Herzog series kind of like mm. added to his uh, prominence. Yeah, because you had Bad Lieutenant followed by My Son, My Son, What Have You Done, which I think really <laughs> was like the what? Who is this guy? Why does this guy look so weird? Why does he look so spacey? Mm-hmm. And this particular his voice. So what is that voice? Yeah, Are you a big Michael Shannon guy? Um, at times. Okay. Yeah, okay. and then I guess like Midnight Special, that movie that no one talks about at all now. We saw that in theaters, bud. We did. 
Remember that? Yeah. What day was that? Let's uh, let's go to the letterbox since we can. You and me saw a midnight special on May twenty seventh, twenty sixteen, just before the podcast started. And what did we uh, watch right after we watched Midnight Special, RJ? Wow, Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> and what's what's my review read? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Accord hashtag to- hashtag accord. Hashtag Tony Stank. Hashtag I don't care. Yeah. Wow. Man, you were really laying into some uh, movie watching. God damn. Oh. Watch Dear Mr. Gacy a little bit later. You watched Star Trek The Motion Picture. You gave it five stars. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, this is the time. Look at that. I watched like five movies in like a day. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the old, those were the good times. Yeah, the good times. Zodiac Late at Night. The Boogeyman with its wicked score. Serious movie watching this guy put down. I'm taking a break. Ever, I'm on. Have uh, you ever seen Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci? I have not. Can I tell you a Gone Fishing story? I have. No. Okay. Very nice. Oh, you know what? It looks like the day before that we watched mm-hmm. some documentaries together. Uh, we did. I think we might have. UFOs are real. And oh, Contact. Yes. Uh, we watched Contact. Oh, the documentary the 1982's Contact. 1982's Contact. You gotcha. gave it one one star. Uh, was that bad? I guess. One, yeah, like it wasn't good. I guess. I was also in a true crime kick at the time. It seems that way. You watch some kind of Gacy thing. No. Yep. You watch The Doors. That's true crime, right? Yeah. Oh wow! You were watching all those movies. Look, flat. Go up four years, and I was I was running it. So I'm only four years behind you. Yeah. Do you remember when you gave Days of Thunder three and a half stars? I, I don't remember that time. No. No. I see well, what it, happened. I, I saw, and then I also gave The Serpent in the Rainbow two and a half stars because uh, I don't think uh, Wes Craven's that good a director. At the end of the but, day. But I, did I, you see fine. that I gave uh, Star Trek V: The Final Frontier? three stars i did i did i thought it was pretty good on lawrence's birthday wow four years ago r.i.p lawrence hasn't emailed in in four years Mm -hmm. who who knows if he's even there who knows Uh, so the last one i'll mention because you know people can look at our letterbox but uh, i want to know why uh nwa starcade 1990 was deserving of one star because it was really bad probably How do you know Ric Flair was in it? How do I know that Ric Flair was in it? Or how do I know Ric Flair was in it? Yeah. Uh, it was just, I, I watched a lot of wrestling every week in that period huh. of time, and it was probably really bad. Oh, well, that remains to be determined. Yep. Uh, next up. Yeah. Sam Sanchez. Oh, baby. An email titled, correct email, disregard the other one. Did he send a different one? Yes, this was one. it a work email or something. So I hit send mid thought on the other email at the beginning. <clears throat> Same content otherwise. Mm, okay. I, I, I'm probably not supposed to read all that, but uh, it's, it's you. Yeah. You read it as you see it, right? That's right. Yep. Hey guys, Make- getting used to working from home. Week two of quote training right now, and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of downtime. So it's been nice to actually have a movie on during all the downtime, which there is plenty of since I've been rehashing a lot of stuff I've been doing for years. So last week, someone had a question about the times you guys have been wrong. Uh Oh, it's wrong. I mean, 
Allegedly. Right? Without actually doing too much digging, I'll say Night of the Hunter is a good movie. It's been a long time since I've seen oh. it, but I like funny games, and Inherent Vice is a solid movie. I'm sure there are other bad opinions had, but I'll limit it to three. I, I did have a question this week. It's more of Jarrett question, but mm-hmm. do you use anything to catalog the physical media you own? Ooh. You used to, right? I still do. Okay. So he writes, I've been yeah. using Film Aficionado. Uh, mm-hmm. filmaf.com which I guess also could be film as fuck uh, that's how I interpreted it which was formerly DVD aficionado for over okay. 15 years and they abruptly stopped working last week oh mm. <laughs> after googling it a bit apparently they announced on Facebook that their servers might be going down and just a couple days ago announced they aren't coming back this is pretty shitty because my entire collection was on there as well uh, wish list and was my primary source to see upcoming releases I've tried messing around with other sites, apps, but nothing is even remotely close to what I liked about Film AF. Sucks, too, because I had no idea they were shutting down, so I literally just lost all that data without exporting all of that first. Would have been nice if they put a warning on the actual site rather than Facebook. (laughs) And it's it's charming because Sam writes Facebook is a capital F and capital B. What? Is that bad? I I don't really see it written that way anymore. I uh, so just to interrupt seem, for a second. It seems so formal. I, I wonder that is formal. I wonder which uh, of our social medias uh, Sam follows us on, whether it's the Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But uh, since with his hot takes that we had, I have a, uh, a dank meme submitted by Oliver Granger. I'll put out as soon as we're done, and that's uh, regarding his hot take. And you'll see that later. Did he have more to say about physical media? Uh, or something. So he's just like, what do we use to uh, catalog? Didn't you have like an Excel file or something like that? I do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just literally use a Excel spreadsheet that I've been uh, keeping track of like all my movies. I have like whatever, seven, mm-hmm. or, seven or eight uh, headers on each of that and broken it down that way. Genre, director, data year, uh, format, year of the movie. That's about it. But then like, I mean, there's been a lot of crossover. I've kind of been using Letterboxd that way as well just like mm. adding it as mm-hmm. I, I it's more of an unwatched list but it's just like fuck yeah that sucks that's really brutal i mean did they charge money for that service because if they did it's uh kind of kind of dirty but yeah the fact mm-hmm. that they didn't post anything on the actual interface of the page like when you log in saying hey save your info before it's gone damn damn i uh well hey fuck, i think this I, is why I, you should I, never try yeah, I, at this point, I would not know. I would be pretty sad if uh, Letterbox just vanished. But uh, that's why you back up your your work because you can export your stuff as CS or export it out as files and have a copy of it mm-hmm. somewhere. Because yeah, one day I think Letterbox is going to sell themselves. Only so fans Amazon, style, you know, probably one of the big boys, and they'll be like, "Hey, we're going to harvest all that data." We're gonna view. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see how people view things. What type of things they viewed? We want to know why Jared Duncan gave NWA Starcade <laughs> one star. Yes, they'll be Would very say it, like that. But this person also watches female vampire. Man, your vampire erotica memes. Those ones get lots of likes. Mm-hmm. People relate to those some somehow. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this is just proof that uh, you should shouldn't try to do stuff like that. Stop trying to make your life better or more organized be like me speaking i've never watched anything yeah 
Sam continues. Looks okay. like I've been missing out on all that fun memery by not ah. having any social media and also not yeah. really bothering to ever check out what the haps is on Twitter with Mr. Chudloaf there. All oh. right, guys. Keep up the hard work there, RJ. This podcast truly is the stuff that memes are made of. It's true. It's very true. The fans have uh, made that very clear. The only fans. Uh, well, I would encourage him. Uh, the Twitter was non-existent for a while, but uh, I do put everything out on the Twitter. I would say if you only went to one, I'd say the Instagram is probably where uh, that's where they all exist. And then Facebook and Twitter, I've only started putting them on there like a month or two ago. So Instagram's got them all. That's probably the yeah. the, the source well. Yeah, yeah. RJ is the uh, the chief operating officer of uh-huh. the uh-huh. the social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's it's exhausting, Jared. It's exhausting. Yeah. I stay up all night thinking about memes, well, thinking about captions did, and hashtags. Did, did I? Yeah, I don't think I really mentioned to you uh, last week that I had to uh, figure out the episode. Not once, I saw a comment. Not twice, but thrice. Yeah, what uh, happened there, bud? Oh, god damn! I don't know. Everything was just like a disaster with that episode. Like after oh, after we finished yeah. recording, it was just like mm-hmm. fuck me. First, it's like okay, oh my computer's running out of space, and then it's like oh I closed my work be- without saving it because I never have had to worry about that before, okay. and then I had to edit it a second time and figure out a way to upload it because oh the internet's not uploading at all. Like it's getting mm. I'm getting point five megabytes per second. This is going to take eight hours or something to like upload. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And then after getting it uploaded, uh, I'm informed by one Rob Eagle that, hey, uh-huh. there's like, there's no uh, episode. Like, there's like a huge chunk, like all the us actually talking about the movie is mm-hmm. not there. And it's like, how is that even possible? It That's was good. there. I, I, I couldn't edit it without that. So mm-hmm. just amazing. So I, I dealt with it. I figured things out. Mm-hmm. But fuck. Well, I mean that sucks, Jarrett. But uh, I had I was up all night trying to think, trying to pick a screenshot for the Wednesday, my dudes. So I mean, I think it's yeah. pretty much even. Did, did you figure that out at least? Did you not see my Wednesday dudes today? I thought you would have liked it actually, because uh, it's a very Jarrett kind of uh, screenshot. Well, he looks at that. I will say, <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's like. Did you find it? Uh, not quite. So, I mean, it's uh, pretty equal, and, uh, you know, I, I do edit all the episodes and stuff. I did see that comment from Rob Eagle, though, and uh, I was like, huh, I wonder what happened. But then I never talked to you about it, because we don't talk outside of this. Fortunately, yeah. uh, when I realized what had happened and then fixed it at, like, whatever, 3.30 in the morning, the mm-hmm. internet had returned to functionality, and I was able to get it up instantly and oh, yeah. walk away. Without in, into uh, sleep, without any like northwest uh, creep creepers, uh, they were none the wiser. It was only those overseas boys who can listen to the episodes right when they come out, right, Jared? That's right. Damn. And last email. Okay. From Sam Love Machine. Love Machine. Mm-hmm. Damn. S- Sam Loveland here. Hello, uh-huh. creeps. With an email entitled "Gas Leak." So I found out today I have a gas leak in my new house. Oh, shit. I had had my suspicions for a while. There were at least two nights where I was 
paranoic paranoically waking up in the wee hours of the morning to listen for some kind of hiss near my stove lighting matches and such although from what i can tell the leak is actually in the basement anyways hopefully i don't have any permanent brain damage well if he does he's come to the right place that's right I got a bit of bad news about my grandpa a few days ago. He'll be fine, but still not great. But thankfully, I was able to watch that Umberto D yesterday, which is pretty helpful cure for the old man anxiety. Good flick, Mm -hmm. although it made me feel bad because I know none of my cats would be as loyal as that dog. Well, I mean, cats show their loyalty in other ways. Right, Jer? Yeah. In other ways. So, Hmm. well, that's uh, that's too bad. I, uh, all, all, all the... Best wishes to uh, the Love Machine family over there, you know. Grandpa Love Machine? Well, he could be Sex Machine. We don't know. He could be Tom Savini. Nobody knows. Anyways, on an unrelated note, I saw some of those RJ anniversary pics on the gram. And honestly, respect to RJ for being such a big mustache boy for so long. (laughs) I tried to grow a thick mustache, but I can't quite pull it off. Maybe I better start going harder on those protein shakes. But to be honest, I'm sure having those strong Magyar jeans helps. Ah, Magyar. Uh, yeah, you ask JP Suska. He, uh, I have perfect pronunciation of Hungarian words. Magyar. It's uh, it means dirty Hungarian. <laughs> no, it just means Hungarian. But uh, the opening line of the Hungarian national anthem, Jared, is Ista Agda Igda Magyar. I think it means God bless Hungarians. Nobody can fact check me on that. Accept it. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, well, thank you for uh, commenting on my mustache. My mustache, as Jarrett could uh, tell you, is even bigger than that picture was. It seemed like a lot of people were in awe of my size and stature in that picture. I don't know if you saw the comments on that, but uh, I, don't, you... I don't even know. It was just uh, like I don't – so I don't actually do like personal Instagram, Facebook very often. I've, I've The only thing I ever post is once a year – I post a, a picture of my cat or my two cats for their birthdays. That's usually all I do. But uh, on the one year of getting married, I was like, well, I'll put a picture out there. And then uh, Oliver Granger had a, and Corpse himself had some interesting uh, comments. I noticed that uh, she's hiding. Well, would you want to be seen with a guy like me? <laughs> uh... Stunned. Stunned. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't do that very often. I did it one time, and that's a that's the last will uh, you'll ever see of me. Good. Except for um, the meme format of me with the cheeseburgers. Uh, some uh, some astute guys out there were able to get the blank, and uh, there's some more of those coming out soon. So. Oh hell. So uh, you'll see that picture pop up pretty frequently, I guess. Great. Oh well. Great. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Uh, cool. S- Sam concludes. Anyways, oh, yeah. I didn't actually listen to that much of last week's pod, so I haven't heard RJ's thoughts on Portrait of a Lady on Fire yet. So expect an angry email next week. Sam, love machine. What if I didn't talk about that movie? We didn't get any hate so far, so that's no. good. Yeah, that's good, right? It's good. I think I spoke to it in an appropriate manner. Seems fine. Seems good. Yeah. What are you going to do? Nothing. Exactly. That's it for emails, though. Yo. So. Cool. Uh, Thank you for the people emailing in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Uh-huh. Hey, RJ. Yo. What you, what you been creeping on over there? 
what the what do you want to hear about jer some watching all sorts of shit star trek you want me to start with star trek start with star trek damn all right so if you remember are you are you actually are you done done really i I am not actually done but i'm close okay i'm very close because i know you're i know you're a little ahead but you're pacing yourself I'm uh, I'm a little bit ahead, but uh, by next week I will be done. Uh, and uh, these 13 episode increments have been uh, been great. The 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 proper format of this for, to deliver this content, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you remember correctly, I'm on season seven. Yep. Uh, so uh, I got some hot takes for you, Jarrett. The oh, I should actually pull up the uh, the IMDb so I can, if you question one of these things and I don't remember what the episode actually was. Because, you know, my shorthand makes no sense. Uh, okay, so anyways, season six ended with uh, we have the Borg and they are individuals now. So season seven is the conclusion to that. 7.01, lobotomized Borg, I don't know, three out of four stars. So that episode was okay. These uh, these newer Borg ones don't hit uh, with the, the raw, virile force that i that the old borg ones do so they're still good but you know you know lore's there with the borg and stuff like that what are you gonna do oh yeah lore yeah so lore comes and he's the king of the borgs yes for a little bit because that's that's uh is it descent part one and two is that the Uh, episodes yeah yep yeah so end of season six start of season seven's descent the borgs are individuals lore's there it's 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 good. It's definitely. I think all the Borg episodes have been good. So you got to watch them. Just they don't uh, fuck oh, the way you, that they, uh, those early. And then you get do. like the the kind of the cool lore outfit. It's like the blue. Yeah, and it's uh, it's got like um like uh like abs like foam abs in it. So you can see Brent Spiner with uh with abs and pecs. It's pretty cool. Pretty real. Cool. Oh yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, he's all looking like he's, his shoulders. Good God. I, yeah it's like it's it's like it's, a muscle suit it's like battle suit holy fuck what's going on i don't know dude it was 1993 good lord There's okay a different place. i remember i remember the suit being like not this lame <laughs> uh no it's pretty lame i thought you were being uh ironic no i remember I, I remember I, I thought it looked cool uh, see, nah, one, and no, no. Okay, I'll show you. I'll, you gotta look at the difference here. Like when you actually see it, like uh, from like shoulders up, it's fine and cropped. But then you see it in wide, and you go, oh. And there's oh, there's angry data. Okay, yeah, yeah. Data's getting angry, and he's uh, he's torturing Jordy, which is pretty good. Jordy, uh, I like Jordy, but he's kind of a wiener sometimes, and he's to- a total incel. So, <laughs> like. Were you gonna send me a picture? Or? I'm working on it. I'm, I'm almost okay. there because I can. Oh my god! Because <laughs> uh, RJ, he, he you know who I think you probably in your memory you probably imagined him as like Blue Beetle or something like that. Blue Beetle, <laughs> right? like Ted Cord. Yeah, yeah, or Booster Gold maybe. I don't know. Okay, for whatever. F- because life. Okay, I got li- it. Okay, that's the that's bad. Okay, we, we can all agree that's bad, but. See what's pissing me off is like I grabbed the better version and it didn't actually take it. it Sounds like you don't know how to use the internet, I dude. I do though, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Well, I've never I, had problems sending you pictures, like some of the gems no, I sent you it's like, uh, just previously. Oh god damn! It's like some like web 
P. Oh. I think I understand what you mean. So the collar and the like, the harnesses, those look pretty cool. But then when you get to the foam packs, that's <laughs> yeah. where it falls apart. Yeah, yours like I mean, if you, like, yeah. just just this. If you here, I sent you a, a link to the to okay. the uh, Alpha Memory. Uh, yeah, yeah. So just the collar and the yeah. the like, where his packs are like harnessed on. That's a cool image. Yes, that's kind of like, that's what I remember packs. in my mind. But then you see the rest of it, and you go, oh dear. You go, wait a minute, that's not human flesh under there? Mm-mm. Well, he is an android. That's true. So he actually, one thing he does that's super cool is he controls Zeta, and he lifts up his fingernail to press a little hidden button under his fingernail, and it was revolting. But it was a cool It was a cool image. I remember. So that episode was good. Mm-hmm. Want to hear about 7.02? Uh, no. Okay. Yes. Well, I guess the podcast is done. Okay. Uh, big gulps, eh? Uh, and then I can't remember why I said that. There must have been big gulps in this episode. And then Picard gets miseried one out of four stars. Ooh. <laughs> so these three aliens show up and one of them like is there to annoy Worf. One of them just drinks big gulps with Deanna Troy and one of them fall like tries to get Picard to fall in love with him and they get like it's called liaisons. Liaisons. Uh, and then at the end you're like, We were trying to find love and you're like <laughs> You're like what? That's some <laughs> like, real. That's, that's, that feels real. Season one. It did feel really season one, and I was like, when the episode was done, I was like, get the fuck out of here. All right, uh, seven point oh three VR Jordy, two out of four stars. It's a, the VR episode. He becomes a drone or something. There's also <laughs> ghosts in this. It's, it's okay. It's okay, Jared. Uh, seven point oh four. This is a two parter. 7.04. Picard and Riker do some shit. I don't know. Two out of four stars. <laughs> 7.05. Picard and Riker do some more shit. Two out of four stars. Wow. This is a gambit part one and part two where they go on like a a ship of like mercenaries. But like they're pretending not to be Picard and Riker. I don't know. I wasn't into it. I don't remember that really that much. I kind of remember the title now that you say it out loud. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that there's no impression left. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Damn. Okay, here's one that's going to blow your mind, Jared. 6.05, do cats dream? Slash the cake is a lie. Four out of four stars, baby. I'm talking about phantasms. Data deals with his new ability to experience nightmares as the Enterprise deals with the installation of a new warp core. This episode is awesome. Awesome, Jared. You get get Data, like, going around stabbing people. Worf has to babysit Spot because Data doesn't trust himself there. Uh, Deanna Troy becomes a cake, and uh, Data's, like, cutting her open. There's telephones in his tummy. This episode is wicked good. Phantasm, four out of four episode, Jared. Do you remember that one? Yes. It's good stuff. Yes, I Very do. Very good stuff. Uh, 7.07. How is Loxana allowed on the Enterprise still? Two out of four stars. <laughs> so I, it's just another Loxana Troy episode. I can't remember what this one's even about, but it was just like every time she's there, bad stuff happens. And it's like, how is she allowed on? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, 7.08, Picard and Bev bond on a spiritual level. Two out of four stars. Yeah. Uh, 7.09, Jordy suggests 
Data should kill his cat. Two out of four stars. <laughs> There's a whole scene about Jordy talking about how he doesn't like Spot and how Data should actually just put him down. And you go, that's weird. Why would you do that? Is Spot in pain? No, it's, um, no, Jordy just doesn't like Spot. Oh. And he's like, hey, oh, yeah. Data, your cat's an asshole. And he's like, maybe you should like phase phaser him. And Data's like, why does, would I do does, that? Does he say that? He does. I, I'm not. <laughs> so it is. So this is like some George Washington thing, but they never touch yeah. upon. Like at that time, Jordy got raped by a dog when he was a and kid, and now he's like he hates animals. Like all, he hates dogs. He hates cats. Tries to kick a dog. He he literally he says maybe you should phaser or because Data's like I am trading spot and Jordy's like what with a phaser and he's like he's like you should kill your cat and you're like what the <laughs> fuck Jordy that's weird. Mm. I, f- I I feel like you are not reporting this accurately. I am a hundred percent. It's at the start of the episode too. So if you go to se- season seven episode nine, you will be able. You'll it's in vi- first five minutes. You'll hear it verbatim. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Almost done. 7.10, Data's mom wanted to abort two out of four stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Uh, 7.11, I know your favorite place, Memento Wharf, four out of four stars. Whoa. Parallels. I don't know if you know. So Wharf gets displaced from time and dimensions, and you see him in multiple alternative, <laughs> alternative dimensions. It's pretty cool. So what you're saying here, from the sounds of things, at this yeah. rate, it's like Worf data episodes are Ace, Jordy, uh, uh-huh. Deanna nope. Troy, no. Nope. Well, exactly. R- well, Riker, Deanna- Riker's right in the middle. Picard seems to be hit and miss. Yeah, exactly. Riker's right in the middle. Picard's, Picard's in the middle, too. Uh, De- Deanna Troy episodes, her and Bev's are frustrating because... They play them off as strong, independent women, but they're always getting conned by like piece of shit guys. Yeah. So you're just like, that's 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 pretty tired, you know. Yeah, uh, Jordy episodes. He's such like, like a hurt like, like lamb all the time. He's always like, I'm Jordy, and you're just like, come on, Jordy, you gotta stand, do something. But yeah, Worf and uh, Data episodes are usually pretty hot. So Memento Worf, I got two more for you, Jared. Seven twelve. Hello, I'm a Starfleet Admiral, and I'll be your villain tonight. Mm-hmm. Two out of four stars. Uh-huh. Again, this has John Locke from uh, yeah. uh, Lost. It's an okay episode, but it's it's like I said, if you ever see an Admiral from Starfleet, they're the bad guy. Right. And then uh, 713, Worf's cousin Vinny, two out of four stars. Oh. We have, uh, I think, Paul Servino. Yeah, oh, Paul Servino yeah. plays <laughs> Worf's brother, Nikolai. Yes. And you you see him and he's like he's like Worf, my brother, and you're like what? Yeah. I mean, I know Worf's parents are uh, Russian, but uh, it was it caught me off guard uh, that Worf's brother was Paul Servino, and I was like, yeah. wait a minute, I forgot about that. So uh, Star Trek season baby. season seven. So season seven so far, it's had two four star episodes, Phantasms and Parallels, uh, were great, but it's also had a lot of like. Uh, Huh. What is this? So, anyways, that's Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh, do, do you feel like you're getting exhausted yet? Like nope. you're 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 waiting for an, the end? No, I uh, on to be honest with you, I'm kind of bummed out that I only have a few episodes left. Then you've got some movies. Uh, I know. Well, no, apparently I have to watch Deep Space Nine and Voyager before I can watch the movies. That's not true. 
You can definitely that's watch what, Generations. I could watch. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I heard. Does that is it because there's characters from Deep no. Space Nine, Voyager, in those no. movies? No, no. You could just watch those two. You watch the First Contact for sure. You watch those really? Two. Yeah. Whatever. Who? Who? These chronologies. It's like if if oh my star dates don't align. <laughs> Oh, well, actually, that that raises a good point. Uh, should I watch uh, that first episode of the Rick and Morty Star Trek that they put out? It's on Grave. Is that what that is? That Laura Dex thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's Rick and Morty Star Trek. How to watch Star Trek in order from Tech Radar. Okay. Oh, my God. It's not hard. From what I understand. Yeah, yeah. You can 100% watch Generations Next. Like, you can watch that. You, you I mean, so technically, you should be watching the first two seasons of DS9. I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, because actually DS9 co- uh, has come up in season six and seven. There have been two crossover episodes. Yeah. And in the episode I just watched, Quark was on. Uh, he uh, he phone called Riker. Oh, my God. And Riker God. goes, hey, Quark, how's it on DS9? Yeah, that sounds about right. So are you saying I shouldn't watch? Uh... No, I'm saying just like, yeah, just watch Generations. Uh-huh. Just, just watch it. And then um, take take a break. Okay. And then watch DS9. And then, but, so the other movies I can't watch until after God, Voyager? You could just, you could just watch. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm even looking at this stupid list. Uh, you watch Next Generation 6 through 7, D Space 9 seasons 1 through 2. Then you watch Generations. And then you watch, I guess, D Space 9 seasons 3 through 4, and Star Trek Voyager seasons 1 through 2. And then you watch First Contact. Then you finish up D Space Nine five through six, Voyager seasons three through four, Ugh. Insurrection. You don't; these movies mean nothing to anything. Like you don't; they, they're all standalone movies. The only reason I thought I needed to watch those was because I thought there was characters from like Voyager. Like, isn't no. that seven of nine? She's not in any of those movies. No. Okay. Well, then, then I can watch them. Then not not till like I think she shows up in Picard or something. Okay, so that you're, you're, that was you're... why I wasn't watching them. I thought there was characters like from those two shows in the movies and i would have been like i don't know who these people are no 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 i think you're fine just watch okay. it. yeah just do it up. all right all right, all right. cool cool you want to hear about actual movies or yeah sure all right so i did watch that i'll be gone in the dark i think you would like it the east area rapist stuff it's pretty good uh it's very dark stuff but uh it, that that show it is 50 50 half of it is about that guy and then half of it's about that michelle mcnamara pat oswalt's wife and uh so i mean makes sense i do think you would like it but uh i'd say don't think it's it's equally represented it's half her bio half that uh that guy so i don't know are you interested in that yeah I, I will watch i will watch that actually yeah yeah so it's it it is good but uh yeah i don't know Anyways, that's all I was going to tell you is that uh, it's good. I like it. So I watched this HBO Max movie, Jarrett, called An American Pickle. You ever heard of this thing? I've seen ads for it. I've I've seen ads for it. You hearing this? You seeing this, Jarrett? Directed by Brandon Trost. Oh. A real guy, apparently. Him and uh, Jared Berger hang out all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Real guys. No, I've Uh, seen. Oh, I've seen. I know. I know Trost. Brandon Trost? He, he's the man. He was uh, him and his brother. Uh, they were like a 
team. They are cinematographers for one Robert Zombie. And they directed oh. this. They directed well, Brandon Tross directed this movie with his brother Jason called the <laughs> FP. What's that about? Uh, it is essentially a dance dance revolution movie oh, set, cool. set in a like kind of like dark future trailer park. Boys. Yeah, kind of. I. It's cool. This is a movie I watched completely blind. God, let's see here. In 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back when Alamo Drafthouse was putting those, this was like spine number two in their uh, their attempt at being Criterion for about like forty movies. Gotcha. And yeah, the FB, like I was like totally impressed with it. It's a uh, hmm. I don't know, it's kind of like what you wish Astron Six was. Wow, yeah. wow, you're gonna have a ton of hate mail next week, Jared. No, I won't. But because a lot of Astron Six supporters on this uh, podcast are, are there though. I like I, I like the one. I like the He Man one. Oh yeah, the. Uh, W is for wonder or something like that. Wish. Wish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. W for Anyways. wish. Yeah. Anyways. So yes, I, I know that I know this Brandon Trost and I did not realize yep. uh, this was his next is that fuck FP was from 2011. Well, Ooh. it looks like he's been an actor. Mm. He's been acting in well, lots look, of these I movies. mean, look at him. I know. He looks like that uh, dude. Um, he, he, uh, he looks like he fixes uh, chipped <laughs> mirrors or chipped windshields. He actually he looks just <laughs> like that dude who is in uh, the Mick um, and um, fuck what is, uh, fuck he was in he was in the uh, Righteous Gemstones. He, he was guy. in Kazam. Wow, as Shaq. Yeah, yeah, and McGruber. Wow, that's he, coming out to TV. He must in, be happy. He's in fucking Rushmore. Apparently, maybe he's a kid. No, he's you know, he, he, he's probably a kid in that, but he's not the yeah. kid. That's what I meant was maybe he is a kid in uh, that movie, and he's in Crank too. As the Crank, uh, I, I thought the Crank died in the first one. He could have. I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, so have yeah, we, have, have we talked about how bad? Thing. Have we talked about how like Crank's not good? Uh, I think you've mentioned it. I've never seen Crank, my man. Oh, well, you're doing okay. You're doing better than me. Did you watch Crank 2, though? No. What about Crank 3? I don't think that exists. Yet? Yet. Oh, yeah, no, it's only a matter of time until they get Turkish out there. Okay. I mean, I don't know what any of that means, but I'll take your word for it, and I won't watch Crank. Maybe I'll just watch an American Pickle again. You 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 can watch those and, like, all the John Wick movies? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm an outlier on those because I thought those movies were like fine and everyone's so hot on them. I was like, it's fine. I feel like the um, they they just announced they're, they're going to film John Wick 4 and 5 at the yeah. same time. And right. I remember when 3 came out, they announced that they were going to film 4 and people were bummed out because they're like, oh, so this means he's going to be alive and he's not going to die in this one. So they kind of like, you know, you know, I don't care, but it seems like other people do. Anyways, you want to hear about Pickles? Sure. This is an HBO Max movie. Uh, we don't have that here, but I have Crave with HBO, so it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know about this thing? Uh, Seth Rogen's in it. Looks like a period piece. You, you're wrong, my man. Oh, is, is this contemporary? Is this about? Is this a my wife? This, my wife. This is a Borat film. Uh, okay. Tw- okay. So he looks old. It looks old timey, but it's intentional because he comes from the old world. Well, here's the thing, Jared. The movie starts. It's a hundred years ago, and like. Uh, I don't know, some European place. I can't remember where it is. Uh, and 
him and his wife move to America. He works in a pickle factory. He falls into the vat of pickles. hundred years later, it's opened. He is completely preserved because he was in pickle brine. Uh, magic realism or whatever that thing is. And then he gets co- contacted or put in connection with his, his only living relative, uh, his great grandson, which is also Seth Rogen, the contemporary version. So if you go to the letterbox page, the picture at the top, it's he's playing. Do you, do you see Jared? You see? Oh man. So contemporary Seth Rogen is a, uh, an app designer and he's got carbonated waters, and you know he's Seth Rogen. That's, that's pretty crazy. Old time Seth Rogen is Borat and uh, Peter Sellers from being there, and a little bit Donald Trump. Uh, so this movie's got lots to say about um, <coughs> current politics and, and COVID, pe- and, COVID and uh, people using Twitter, and people who. I, I guess boomers who say stuff because it, it says uh, this is okay. This is how the world is. And then they go, it's not how the world is anymore, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of commentary on that kind of stuff. Commentary on America and uh, starting up a business and things like that. And then uh, I think this thing's fine. It's like completely watchable, but immediately forgettable at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh it's an easy way to pass an hour and a half, I guess. But I mean, I don't think any, no one's going to remember this thing exists in a month. Like I, I barely remember it exists now. It came out last week. Um, so I think that, is that kind of like first man? The Ryan Gosling movie? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Kind of. Um, it's kind of like that. What was I going to say? Uh, I think it like, it kind of touches on like, like it's got stuff to say but it doesn't really say any of it so you're i don't know it's fine there was a couple jokes i laughed at but for the most part you're just like all right all right whatever so you wouldn't like it for sure thank you i'm glad for sure absolutely do you want to hear about plimp tunes uh or night blood or or uh do you want to talk about movies you watched no i've only got one thing to talk about briefly so you uh you tell me Big Tell boy. you, hey, yeah. you, have you ever searched barn loaf on Google? No. There's there's a barn loaf that they sell at the Beach Lake Bakery. It's five fifty, a sandwich loaf with a soft crumb, and like all their breads, it is made with unbromated, unbleached. Uh oh, something now it's giving me a, a, a warning about COVID nineteen. <laughs> How accurate? It, that's not in the loaf, is it? I hope not. Uh, it's it's bromated, unbleached, white, and Durham flowers. I hope they realize that uh, barn loaf is trademarked. So if they're making a barn loaf, well, this out is, there, no, Durham, this, this isn't barn loaf. This is the barn loaf. Doesn't shouldn't matter. There's it a, really shouldn't. You know, there's matter. a there's a barn loaf Reddit community. What are they doing? I don't know. I think it's just all like the times you've commented on Reddit. Oh, is it my actual profile, do you think? Yep. Your, the overview of your account. All right. People can read everything you've ever written on uh On Reddit. all those OnlyFans pages? Mm-hmm. Mm. One we... of the images of Barn Loaf is your vampire erotica. Nice. Meme. That time of year. Mm-hmm. Weekend let's go to vibes. The, let's go to the image page, page. Lots of memes. Hey, there's a real picture of me with Nathan Fillion. If you go to images, whoa! I uh, I made that 
and I met him and I got him to sign it and he laughed a genuine laugh. He said, this is pretty funny. He said, you're a cool dude. We should hang out sometime. And and did you? No, it didn't happen. He did laugh though. Wow. What's your opinion of Nathan it's, it's, Fillion? It's, it's real folks. It's seamless. The picture, right? Yeah. You can look up Barnlow on Google images and uh, there's RJ with Nathan Fillion. Yep. Yep. And uh, he actually, he tweeted that out and uh, it was on the Chive, that website. I don't know if you would know that. It was an article. It was uh, Nathan Fillion's best tweets, and it was on the Chive. So uh, I don't know if you know this, Jared, but uh, I'm not just an international podcast success. I'm an international um, success in general. Huge. So Huge. <laughs> huge. So I watched some of these plimp tunes. I don't know this plimp guy. Oh, really? Uh, but he uh, he has a ton of stuff on uh, Criterion Channel right now. So I watch these shorts about the dog. Uh, I like them, but uh, you feel bad for the dog. And uh, at some point, you're just like, something's got to give for this poor dog. Like he keeps, uh, he's always getting the the raw end, you know. Oh, horn dog. Yeah, that one was interesting. Uh, I I think I like guard dog the most. That's the first one. It, uh, it was actually pretty funny, but uh, you do feel sad at the end, and you're like, why couldn't things just work out for this guy? The other ones are fine. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Bill Plimpton. I mean, these are fine. I'm not going to watch any of his other stuff. So. I don't know. This was uh, this only took me 20 minutes to watch all four of these. Wow. That's, hey, that's one of the great things. Really, uh get your numbers up yep but uh so anyways it's fine but i i read one of those paperbacks from Helger. i'm almost done i mean, i have like 20 pages left yeah. uh, it's called night blood have you ever heard of night blood no it was described uh one of the headers is it's described as salem's lot meets rambo <laughs> so you you have a vietnam vet who comes oh, back to good. america and uh, he runs afoul of vampires. And the vampire is, he wears an Adidas tracksuit. And uh, the Vietnam vet, his method of killing vampires is Uzis and grenades Fuck and setting it. explosives. Hell yeah. yeah. It's actually, it's really good, dude. It's super fun. He like, there's like, I, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. There's like really goofy shit where he'll be like, hey, have you met? one of me before he's like oh i've met assholes before and you're like that's funny and then like there's this crazy there's this weird line it's a real or real jared thing where the vampire is gonna like turn turn the protagonist uh like out of spite and he goes he's like usually we let uh, people bite our hands or our uh, necks to do this and he's like but for you he's like i got something special in mind and he unzips his pants and i went <laughs> whoa I mean, uh, real... I, just as soon as you started saying what you were saying, I'm like, uh, uh-huh. is, what, what's going to happen? It was what he takes. Ah, uh, there you go. Out of real his, Jared his, stuff. He's taking out his dick. Yep. And uh, he sets up a series of elaborate home alone houses for the vampire to, to come into uh, that have like traps and bombs set everywhere. Oh, and did I mention the Vietnam vet? Uh, his brother is a ghost. Oh. And he visits him sometimes. That's some real uh, American werewolf in London stuff. Yeah, uh, baseball werewolf type stuff. Baseball werewolf. But uh, anyways, uh, Nightblood by, I think it's T. Chris Martindale or something like that. Yeah. Real good, dude. I, I, I enjoy uh, it how much? What is this on a four-star chart? Uh, three and three? 
three. Wow. That's three not, and a half? That's not that. Well, you know, you don't, can't do halves. Well, give it four stars then. There you go. There is enthusiasm. Roger- there is some enthusiasm. Hell yeah, man. Night Nightblood is wicked. There you go. See, that's what I needed. I, I like. I don't want to hear this. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's three out of four. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, four out of four stars. You should. Everyone should is, be is reading. It, is it the best of the paperbacks from Hell line thus far? Of what I've read so far, but it's only the third one that I've read. Oh, okay. I read the Nest, and then I did the second one. Uh, what is it called? Um, in for darkness between us. I don't know some shit like that. I have them. You have them all. I got them all, Jared. I got them all. I got them. All. Which one should I read next? The oh. Sasquatch one. I think you just answered your own question. Cool. Cool. So that's it for me. You want to talk about a movie you watched? Yeah, I watched a... This is a Creeps pick. What? This was uh, chosen by our own Actium Jackson Maximus. (laughs) Cool. Is it Actium Maximus, the movie, or what? Yes. Yeah, I watched that. I just watched that again. I'm pretty sure that's... I think he told me to watch that again. Anyone's actually watched that movie since we uh, talk about it no, so much? They, they should be, though. They should? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's, it's free. It's pretty incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I just checked out that uh, Le Revelature that uh, okay, Jackson mentioned yeah. last week, the Philippe Guerrero film. It's like so, a ghoulish film, right? No, no. No? Uh, the synopsis from Letterboxd. A four-year-old child is the element from and around which the action develops and brings sentiments and emotions to light. So this movie is, how would you say? It's very art house. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is experimental film. And it's just kind of these like passages of like a lot of vanishing points. Uh Mm-hmm. Of people just standing in corridors, and I don't know. No, it's it's a series of footage. Of footage, it's just footage, kind of a put together of like people, an eclipse series. People kind of walking awkwardly up and down stairs, disappearing mm-hmm. into darkness. Uh, okay. There's no real narrative that you could put uh, any of this together with. Okay. But yeah, this is like I don't know. <sighs> Considering what it is, this was felt like a real break in a long string of narrative movies that I couldn't care less about. So this it was just like visually mm-hmm. interesting, and um, I don't know, it's worth tracking down. It's like sixty-seven minutes long, but it's not uh, readily okay. available unless you got that uh, that Mubu. What's Mubu? <laughs> it's it's a thing. Or, what what do you mean? It's it's a it's a platform like any other. Like it's like Netflix, but no one Mubu? uses it. Yeah, I've never heard of Mubu. Mubi, Mubi, Mubi. Yeah, Mubi sounds Mubu. more real. Mudus, Voodoo's, Mubu with Jared Berger, real guy, real platform. Is that what you're saying here? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you liked it, is what you're saying? Yes, if you're into this kind of thing. Is it like a Chantel Ackerman movie? Um, you know those? You you seen those? You hearing about those? You about this thing? Do you know those? Sure. I watched one of those once. Scott, uh, my roommate, he bought uh, that Chantel Ackerman Eclipse series. Yeah. And it was a uh, one of them was like an hour long shot of just an elevator door. Fuck yeah! That's some art house stuff, right? Yep. That is uh yeah. Go to go to the MoMA. Go check out some uh... movie. 
Some movies. Mubu? Mubu. What did you call it? Mubu. This dude's really into Mubu. All right. <laughs> I see. What is Mubu? What about Fubu? Did you Fubu. ever have any Fubu stuff? Mubu Crump? Mubu Crump? No. Yeah, there you go. Mubi. Yeah. What about Fubu? Fobo? Answer the question. Did you ever wear any Fubu stuff? No. Why not? 100% did not. My brother has a baby blue Fubu suit. He still has it. So are you going to join the world's biggest community of film lovers? Explore and discuss great cinema with over 10 million members? Well, is this the Criterion Creeps subreddit? Mubi.com. Oh. Is this a place for people to discuss movies? I think they just watch movies and then they log oh. them on Letterboxd and then move on with their life. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm probably not. I think I have 2B on my fire stick. Oh, shit. Is that the same thing? Probably. Probably, right? Right? Probably, right? Right? Probably. Right? Oh. Cool. So you liked it is what you're saying. Yeah, it's great. Great. Okay. It was interesting. On a scale of zero to night blood, where would you rate it? It's just below night blood. Just below? No. Even that even so, that's pretty good. Night blood's pretty pretty wicked, man. I mean, do you want yeah, to... I mean, I mean, definitely. At no point does uh, do vampires get mowed down by Uzis, or is there like, <sighs> I'm going to make you suck my vampire dick? So that's that's some real Jared stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's a scene where uh, the vampire tries to drive a car, but he doesn't really know how because he's a vampire. But there was C4 tape to the steering wheel, and his yeah. body gets blown from the car, and it says a streak of skin was left 50 feet on the sidewalk from where his body was uh, mowed down. That's awesome. It is awesome. And one thing else, when he first meets the vampire, he shoots him with the Uzi and his face gets caved in. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes, he dusts his hands. He says, that'll be the end of that guy. And then he comes back later with his face still caved in. And he goes, ah, <laughs> he said, you should be dead. <laughs> and he's in his Adidas track suits. Hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, and it's got it's got serious Rambo vibes because he comes into town and the sheriff tries to drive him out of town, but his ghost brother helps him out. Nightblood. Nightblood. <laughs> it would have made an amazing '80s movie. It would have been amazing. I mean, they still could do it. Just make it a, a, a make it a pastiche now. They could. Maybe I uh, make it a throwback. I mean, so people ask us all the time about like other projects we're interested in my answer from now on will be uh getting nightblood the movie made that's all i care about um very good very yeah. nice <laughs> you got any, cool. you, you got any news rj i got i got one thing that fucking made my fucking blood boil i saw on uh oh, collider shit. Oh, shit. so it was a have you ever heard of that like twitter account one perfect shot yes I saw a thing where it was like Avery DeVar- uh, DeVarnay, uh, whatever, however you say that lady's name. Um, is like she's going to make a uh, like HBO show based on the Twitter account, One Perfect Shot. And I, I audibly to myself, I said, get fucked. I was like, get out of here with that horse shit. I think that site or that account sucks ass. And I'll <laughs> tell you why, Jared. Because early days, this is like seven, eight years ago, they used to take suggestions and they would credit people. And I remember once 
a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, sent me that scene from Monster Squad when it's the kids walk walking with uh, the Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to that guy. Uh, previously, I'd sent him a Manhunter one or whoever runs that account. I sent them a Manhunter one and they credited me. And then I sent them friend of the show, Ryan Nagel's Frankenstein. And I said that he did it. They didn't credit him. A week later, they posted it on their own. And I said, you piece of shit. One perfect shot. Get fucked. Wow. Oh, also, though, how is that going to be a, a TV show? They're examining, like, single frames of movies. Get out of here. Get out of here, Jarrett. That's bullshit. Anyways, you got any news? or? Uh... Well, uh... Hello? Oh. Hello? Something, oh, something just slowed Hello? down. It's good now. Yeah, you turned into a whale for a second. Mm-hmm. So here we we got the uh, essential Fellini coming in November. Oh right, it's got a really nice box. The artwork's mm-hmm. nice. It's got a nice vibe to it. Uh, but it's like only like eight movies. Yeah, I saw that. And I think we've talked about one, two. We'll be talking about Ivitaloni before it comes out. So that'll be three. Uh, mm-hmm. La Strada for Il Bidon is coming way later. Well, it's got more than eight. It's got Ship Sails On is in there, Variety Lights, Juliet of the Spirits. Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. Amber no, there, there's only, uh, the picture only has like eight discs in the one yeah. photo. I was like, what? I, I it, was fooled there's by only that too. one, two, three, four, five five movies that we haven't seen out of this box at this point out of watching one next month like in like three weeks damn yeah so are people going to be flocking to our reviews or what will they maybe when they uh catch up with this fellini set or people just will buy it true true anyone but does anyone care about fellini that much these days i'm not saying they shouldn't but do they alfonso caron does there you go (laughs) sell it to that guy I saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of like actors and directors were tweeting about it yesterday. Like uh, Russell Crowe, your buddy, he tweeted about it, and Edgar Wright assaulted him, as he's been known to do. Yeah, he's mugs people online. Ah, he said something. He's like, "Why why don't you upstage me, Maximus?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's some news, right? Uh, D- D- DC Comics is imploding. I saw and that. I get, I get a lot of people asking me about my opinion on it, to which I go, I don't know anything about what's going on. What opinion is there to have? Their company's There's dissolving. There's that's eight, it. Or they're well, they're not really dissolving. They're just they're laying, laying off. They're, they're laying off folk left and right. Yeah. AT and T is a harsh mistress. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Not not much we can do about it. So nope. It's like, oh, what do you think's gonna happen? It's like I don't know. Who gives a shit? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, you know, working at a uh, comic, comic store, store where if like DC Comics ceased to exist, it'd be kind of like, oh, that's too bad. But you yeah. know, onward and forward. Hmm. You know what you could do? You could get really into it and have the opinion for everyone. Ooh, Talk, I would really, really get into like my insights into like Bob Harris and Mike Carlin really yep. give them what for yeah a lot of people are trying to do that and you're like yeah sounds like your opinions are coming from youtube so strictly mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't know if you know, but people pretend that they uh, have opinions a lot and they just say stuff other people say sometimes. That's very true. You know? Very true. Yeah, no. All right, cool. Cool. That's it then, I think. Sure. Yeah. A reasonable time. So far. So far. After the break, um, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of talking. Could hang ourselves? No, wait, that could be the outro. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean, that's how it, that's how it always ends. Dirty but men in diapers? Dirty men in diapers dancing about, having there a good time. Go. Creep style. I could just, we just do it for ourselves. Sure. And then and we could just stop responding to people. They'll say, where did the podcast go? And we'll go, what podcast? Just delete the accounts. Everything's just gone. Just, just what happened? And then it'll be like we never existed. It was like a dream. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we've got two movies for you, <gasps> all really? in one spine number, RJ. Double duty. Double duty is right. And first up, well, mm-hmm. The Lower Depths from 1936, directed by Jean Renoir. Sure. Number one in the Criterion collection. It's number one? Well, he's number one. Grand Illusion. Spine number one? Yeah. What was the other Renoir we watched again? Uh, Frampton Comes Alive? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, okay. Cool, I can't remember. The tagline. Sure. From the world-famous play by Maxim Gorky. (laughs) That sounds as uh, real as Jared Berger. Inhabitants of a flophouse struggle to survive under the harsh treatment imposed by the landlord... Kosleva. Uh could you um, re- repeat that name for me, bud? Kosleva. 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 Is that is that what it is? Is this guy Russian? Yes. Yes. Kosleva. RJ Gorky is a Rushki. Gorky? Gorky. Old Gorky, that son of a bitch. One resident, young thief Roska Peppel. Ends his affair oh, yeah. with the landlord's wife, Vasilisa, and takes up with her sister, Natasha. 
Pepple um, also befriends the Baron, a former nobleman fallen on hard times. But Pepple's attempts oh, wow. at happiness are complicated when he's accused of murder by a spiteful Vasilisa. Damn. There's a lot going on in this thing. Oh, so much. Have you checked out Maxim Gorky's uh, Letterboxd account, Jarrett? I have not. You should check it out because uh, you should see this picture of this guy. He kind of looks like Russian Charles Bronson. What? No, A little can... bit. His mustache isn't thin enough, but like, look at the eyes and the, the cheeks, the structure. Hmm. Check. You got to check out Maxim Gorky. and uh... Cast and crew. I don't see him here. What's going on? He, he's underwritten, but he's like num- name number six or something. The fuck? You're wasting my Iron time. Writers. You're just wasting my time here. You just check out Maxim Gorky. I will. He, he looks like he's in an American pickle. God damn it. You know what I mean? American pickle. Yeah. Timely. Looks like. He does he he's not even got a credit under the Lord Depp's Kurosawa movie. What the fuck? He's credited under the general yeah, genre. But, but how is he not credited for the thirty six thing? I don't know. This this site, I tell you, is it? This I guess because the Kurosawa kind of... Maybe maybe Renoir's way closer to the actual story. Oh, my God. You see this, man? You seeing this? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he kind of, right? It, I was just... It was... Uh, it took me back seeing a picture that old on Letterboxd. Because this guy was clearly alive in, what, 1700? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So, anyways... What were you talking about? I was talking about the Lord Depths. Okay. From the 1936s. Which one? Well, this one. So, this movie. Sure. It occupies a space of time, approximately 90 minutes. It is based on a play written by yeah. Maxim Gorky that apparently is mm-hmm. v- was very beloved. It's world uh, famous. Jared. It is world famous. Very mm-hmm. much so. Um, mm-hmm. Some say this is an example of poetic realism, something that people say about wow. Jean Renoir in French 1930s movies, often. Uh, we've got the old uh, Jean Gabin. He, he's Who? back. He's back. Who? Jean Gabin. Oh, the hair from uh, Grand Illusion? Yeah. The, the, yep. co- the coif. The coif, do you mean? No. He's also in Peppa the Shit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He wasn't in Rules of Engagement, though. Not Rules of Engagement. Rules of the Game. <laughs> I don't think he was in Rules of Engagement either, Jarrett. No. <laughs> we he wish. could have been. <laughs> uh, he, he was in the Tommy Lee Jones role. He would have been pretty good at that, even though he always kind of looks like... There's, there's, some, there's this weird thing about him. I don't know. It's like his lips stick out a little bit. Uh, it's actorly... It's oh, okay. Screen. That's what that is. Screen presence. Wow. Huge. So, the Lord Depths. It opens up, and uh-huh. it, it feels very like 1930s. There's boardrooms. There's men admonish men in suits admonishing others, and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you're a you're a baron. You've been, what is, what does that mean, Jer? Uh, you you have a lot of money without having to work for it. You just kind of get oh, given cool. it because you get born into it. Um, oh. So this guy, uh, what's his name? This actor's name? The Baron. Yeah, I I found Louis he, Jouvet. Yeah, Jouvet. Uh, he has a great face in this. I think he, he's I, from Quai de Ufra. Yeah, there you go. From Henry George Clouseau. There you go. 
Yeah, this guy's got a great face. He's got Gr- great. He's yeah. like, he's a highlight. He's a definite highlight. Uh, he looks exactly like the trope of a like kind of uh, piece of shit baron. Oh yeah, he's got a real bird face. Like he looks mm-hmm. like he's like gonna eat some seed yeah. like he, right he, in front of you. He looks like a caricature of this. Kind of like Maxim Gorky. Mm-hmm. So the whole uh-huh. like start of this movie is like all is set up to get you to what the bulk of the play is, which is right. hanging out in the flop house. Yep. Hanging out in the boarding house and the ins and outs, the romance. Ooh. I, I really didn't know what the plot of this movie was as I you watched me- it. I mean, I, I saw this movie. Sure and, you did. But, but a lot of the time I was kind of like, what's going on now? And it's like, I kind of got the broad strokes of it. I'm like, is this enough for a movie? Is this like, is it? Because it seems sure, like, sure. it seems like uh, Renoir was looking at this material, mm-hmm. the, the play, and like, liked that this, at the moment, you know, it's the 1930s, um, mm-hmm. the, the uh, you could say the French left has uh, the, the, the radical left. Well, the French left. They're like, kind of like okay. siding with the, the Rushkies and they're like, Hey, we got to oh, talk. Okay. We got, we got, we got to be looking with, uh, looking into our hearts. Look at this, this example of uh, social realism in play form. We're going to make a movie mm-hmm. about it and mm-hmm. make it like, Hey, we got to tell the story of the poor. Sure. And, uh, so there's kind of like a mixed bag of these character types and these, this, uh, melodrama of like a love triangle. Yeah. Allegedly. Alleged. Uh, yeah, there's some pretty uh, interesting things about the actress uh, who plays. Um, like in real life, Susie Prim? Not Susie Prim. I think it's Janie Holt. It might might be Janie Holt. I know all these people off. Oh no, it's it's it's, uh, it's the one. It's the who plays Natasha Junie Astor. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, J- J- Renoir. He like he really dumped on her hard. He said like Kubrick she, style. Oh. Well, off after they film, saying she's just blank. Her face brings nothing to the screen. She's just there. She's terrible. Like she, yeah. He was. Uh, it sounds like he writes leaves comments on YouTube uh, videos anonymously. Yeah, just uh, Jr. And it'll be like, oh, it's just bland. Well, we, we, we offers nothing. We actually did get a good YouTube comment. What? That was complimentary to uh, to RJ. No. Uh, uh, yeah, on our samurai trilogy. What? Why is there hate for these dudes? They're awesome. Ha ha. RJ is hilarious. Wow. I That's the first time anyone's ever said anything positive (sighs) about you ever. Completely vindicated, validated. I feel I feel refreshed, Jared. Let's do eight hundred more spines. I'm ready. It is the first time I've ever received a compliment. Mm-hmm. Wow! And think, and, and I and just think, folks, we'll be bringing our A game like tonight to like all all those eight hundred episodes oh, coming. My God, I I had no idea, and you know, it a hundred percent was not me who left that. Not at all. Nope. No, no chance. No chance. Okay, so, so tell me more about how you uh, you you experienced the lower depths by so Jean Renoir. There was moments where I was admiring the the film craft because people, uh, you know, oh. Orson Welles loves this Jean Renoir guy. Um, sure. There's definitely some limitations, like actual physical technical limitations to some of the things he was doing, where the camera is literally shaking as he's moving it around on tracks, and it's, and it's like vibrating. Uh, yeah. like there's like that opening scene where like the camera is kind of from the perspective of the Baron. 
Um, yeah. And it's kind of or of like the voice that's kind of telling him and it's moving around and you just see the reflection of the mirror, the guy talking to him. It's all very like, Oh cool. He's, he's trying some stuff out, but you're also taken out of it because the camera is just shaking. And then there's these like other really like, complicated shots, I guess for the time where cameras mm-hmm. are moving in and out of the spaces, these like um, track tracking shots and you're like, Oh neat. But <laughs> It's I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like there's the one where it's zooming in and it is like it's like bobbing and shaking and it yeah. like it almost looks like it cuts up and then cuts up. And I mean this is a what is this? Uh, an eighty four year old movie, so it's like I get it, you know, but it, it does kind of um it's a little herky jerky. A little herky jerky. <laughs> a little herky jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, continue. But yeah, so the story amounts to and it's not going to be that far off from the Kurosawa version. Um, you know, guy likes girl and likes another girl. But it's like this all is like you're kind of like, but they really focus in on this relationship stuff while not really giving you a ton to like care specifically about this scenario mm-hmm. other than it's the story. But I felt that um, other than it looked really nice. It's, mm-hmm. it's staged very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember not much about this movie, even like three days later. You want me to hit you with the hard recap? Yeah, pl- please do. Okay, we got Pepel, John Pe- Gaben. Pe- yep. Uh, that's uh, our lead actor. You'll remember him from Spine Number 1, The Grand Illusion. You, you've probably never gotten that information before, Jared. I'm a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. A font. Uh, so we have a thief. Uh, he is living in the flop house, like you said. And the movie is opened up. You have this lady who is like his fence, but they had an affair once and she wants him back, but he doesn't really want to do it. Yeah. And you're unsure of their relationship. And then you have the town drunk coming in who's a real asshole, just playing his accordion, trying to wake people up. Like, Oh, he's a horrible drunk too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's just, like, like, that's, that's some real bad drunk acting. Bad drunk. You want to see good drunk acting? You come hang out with uh, me and Jarrett for a little while. We'll, we'll show you what's up. Um, yeah, he's bad. He's like flopping around, and he's like, I don't know. He's like just the 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 idea of the character. You're like, who is this fuck? Is like, you can't tell me that there wasn't one person who just lost it on that guy and would like rip up that accordion and just like beat the shit out of him because he's like middle of the night. He's like, I'm gonna wake everyone up. What an asshole. What an asshole. So uh. He comes in, wakes everyone up, and then uh, you discover Papel, uh, John Gaben. He uh, is with that girl, and then you get the older man, Costa Liva. Uh, he sees this. It's his wife, and he says, uh-uh, and uh, he's going to beat that girl up a little bit. And then you're also introduced to the uh, – he actually, he drops a ton of uh, – like hard bitch whores in this movie. I screenshot, I screenshot a couple. I was like, whoa. He's like, you bitch whore. I was like, god damn, for uh, 1936, this is pretty uh, rough language, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. So uh, then you also see the sister that is there. So girlfriend, she's like, hey, Papel, you're a thief. Maybe you could like, we could do something together and get this old man out of here. And he's like, ah, I don't really want to. He's like, but uh, but your younger sister. Oof. Uh, so he goes out. He's trying to steal from some people. You get introduced to the Baron Louis Juvet. Mm-hmm. He's gambling. He's not having a lot of luck, Jared. No. And, you know, he's just like he's he's very accepting of it. He's like, whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, you find out that his entire estate ennui. is being he's dissolved. Got, he's got some ennui going on. Ennui, a little toot sweet even, if you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, he goes home. You find out his all of his stuff is getting repossessed the next mm-hmm. day. He's not a baron anymore, but he's got a really fat butler, and that guy's pretty cool. And uh, he asks his butler, he says, hey, have you ever – oh, actually, it comes later. But he goes, have you ever laid in the grass? And the butler says, no, such a thing would be beneath me. But you can tell Louis Juvet's like, what is wealth, Jarrett? So Papel comes, tries to rob him, and uh, the baron is like, go ahead, steal it all. He's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, want some food? And uh, he goes, what do you mean, want some food? They become friends because uh, Baron's like, oh, I, none of this stuff is mine anyways. You might as well take it. I don't care. Uh, and then uh, he sees what a different man is living like. And he's like, you know what? Maybe one day we'll meet again. Uh, they have a little friendship. All Baron's stuff gets taken away. Guy gets arrested. Papel. Baron goes, bails him out. He says, maybe we'll see each other again one day. Uh, and then it's like a day later, he shows up at the, uh, the flop house. He's like, I got to live here. I don't got no money, no mo. And he becomes a tramp, I believe. Uh, then you're introduced to some of the characters on flop house. You have the, uh, the alcoholic, um, you have the actor that might be the same person. Actually, you have a lady who cries a lot. You have uh, one dude who does not know how to sweep. Cause if you watch him sweeping, the broom never actually touches the ground. Uh, you see the hardships of these people. Oh, some stuff happens. Uh, you see the old man. He's beating people up a lot. Um, he's beating up those girls a lot. And then uh, everyone, he, he is. And then everyone at one point has it. And there's a lynching. And uh, all of the mm-hmm. lower depths people rise up. And they beat the shit out of this guy. And they kill him. Yep. And then, uh, what is it, Junior? Uh, crack his head off of the anvil. Yeah. But kind yeah, of like in this like off camera way and you just see this body and it's like there's oh. like nine people. Yeah. There's like a bunch of people pushing and then it's just it's like his neck broken on stuff and they want to arrest someone, but there's no one to arrest. Oh, I forgot to mention the younger daughter gets married off to a to the local police so that the police won't bust the flop house because they're doing illegal stuff or something. Uh, so he comes, he wants to arrest them. There's everyone's like, they do the Spartacus thing. They're like, we all pushed mm-hmm. him. Uh, and then he's like, well, I guess that's the end of that case. And then, uh, John Gabin and, uh, what's her name? They live happily ever after. Or there's a suicide. Oh yeah. The actor kills himself. No. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I think he's, yeah. Cause he's the alcoholic. He's yeah. his in, insides are poisoned from consumption yeah. or not consumption. That's not alcoholism. Um, from he's, alcohol he's he pickled says, he's pickled yeah yeah uh that guy's real sad and then yeah uh, everyone lives happily ever after and it's yeah. a great way to stay in shape yes everyone everything ends happily ever after so uh i understand why you are very just like what like you can't even remember because i almost forgot that whole 20 minutes of where they marry off that girl to the policeman right until i was talking about it just now i forgot that that mm-hmm. even happened yep um here, here's the thing, Jared, and I'll, I'll play my hand a little bit early. Mm-hmm. I think this lower depths and the other lower depths together make one really good movie, but separate. Mm-hmm. They have good parts, but they also have a lot of not good parts. Yeah. So here's the things I like about this one. Okay. I think the, the friendship in this one is really good. I actually kind of like it between the Baron and Papel. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, absolutely, yeah. Those scenes are awesome, uh, and the friendship itself, like, it's... It's something that's definitely missing in the Kurosawa one. Male bonding? Male bonding, Jerry. It's just like wild hogs. It is. Uh, I I actually do like it quite a bit, though, because um, I think 
that friendship should be the movie. And I don't think it should be all this stuff with the, like the, the affairs and this, this lady or that lady. Cause I, I think that stuff's not executed as well, but uh, the friendship between the Baron and Papel, that's good stuff. I like right. that quite a bit. That, that's the most convincing part. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Baron's awesome. Like you pointed out too. like that dude, that dude rules. He's, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just got like this. He's got a presence. Jared. Yeah. So what John Rawat was probably talking about. Uh, so their friendship's really good. I think uh, the lynching in this movie is done better. Uh, like mm-hmm. when the guy actually dies because it is like a full crowd beating up an old man. And uh, that the setup to that scene is actually, I think, pretty well done. Like it's really effective where um, everyone's just kind of hanging out and then you just hear a woman screaming and then like – it's like someone just smacking a table with like a, a cord or something like that. Yeah. Because uh, and then you, you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh, that chick's getting beat up crazy. So uh, I think the setup to that is uh, done a lot better. But the things that this movie doesn't do well is that all that stuff with the cop, I think, is even at 90 minutes. Like, I forgot that that even happened. And like when I was watching the movie, I was watching. And then when they get married, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening right now? Mm-hmm. Is it like it's not a hard movie to fall, but I was just like, I was like, how did we get here? Like, what is going on? Where is this movie going? That's what I mean. Like, there's no plot to the movie, yeah. which is like, it's not the worst thing in the world for a movie not to have a plot, but this feels like it's that's an important element to it. But you're kind of like, I feel like there's like something missing, like mm-hmm. in, in terms of like bringing you along for that to explain why things are happening where you're like, Oh, Hey, yep. I'm like, I actually am invested in this to a point. And you're just, it's just like, Oh yep. no, that's happening now because it's what we're deciding. You're like, well, that's bad storytelling. Yeah. Well, a hundred percent. And like, uh, I think that's where, I think that's why the friendship sticks out so much because that actually, you feel there's something there that's real, but then even all the setup about him, like, him using them as like a fence for his stolen stuff. Like even that you're just like, what you're like, what does that even matter? Like it's irrelevant to the story. Kind of like other than like, he's a thief and he meets the Baron that way. But like his relationship with the, the landlords as them being a fence, like yeah. I didn't think it even mattered. So it was like, why, why is that even in here? It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, because, at all. Cause I guess it has to get to the back to the, the boarding house, I guess. The boarding house, which even like I found, I don't know. It's, it's very different. Like Kurosawa was a hundred percent in the boarding house. This one, I felt like it was present a little bit, but yeah. like almost not even there at all. I forgot. We forgot to mention that the accordion guy, the drunk, he takes a full header off of those stairs. <laughs> he sure does. So uh, that, that was good. Um, yeah, I, I thought the border, like I didn't even, cause when I was watching this, I was like, what the fuck does the lower depths mean? Because like you see that guy go down there, but you don't actually see people living there until like, I don't know, 30 minutes into this movie, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's all set up. And then you get to this, to the, to the lower depths. Cause otherwise you're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it makes, this? it definitely snaps more into place when you watch Kurosawa's. Do you want to go? Do you want to transition? Sure. Let, let us okay. transition. So Transition lenses. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the other film on the same disc. Of, same. Yeah, same yeah, spine same number film. anyway. The Lower Depths from 1957, directed by Akira Kurosawa. Uh, mm-hmm. No tagline for this, but uh, we have the plot of 
residents of a run-down boarding house in 19th century Japan, including a mysterious old man and an aging actor, get drawn into a love triangle that turns violent. When a when immoral thief, Sudakichi, breaks off his affair mm-hmm. with landlady Osuji to romance her younger sister, Okayo, Osuji extracts her revenge by revealing her infidelity to her jealous husband. Wow. Is that how it happened? Uh, it's in so many words. So sure. this movie, RJ, there came a mm-hmm. point where I checked the time. Was it uh, was it at like 18 minutes by chance? No, it was like around what I thought, what I thought was mm-hmm. one hour and 55 minutes into the movie. Sure. But it turned out to be 55 minutes into the movie. So mm-hmm. there came a point because I just apparently like misread what the timer said where I'm like, oh, this movie is going to end in six minutes. You're like, awesome. Sweet. And then it kept going uh-huh. and then it kept going. And then, and then I was getting like angry <laughs> and like, because like it's what, so be- long. because it's so like, it is a fucking play. Apparently mm-hmm. they rehearsed this motherfucker for 60 days. And they like so Kurosawa, big fan of Gorky, <laughs> big big fan, big Gorky guy. He's hey. Like yeah, he always wanted to adapt some Gorky, and he's real like, Gorkhead, yeah, that guy, big Gorkhead. I'm gonna do this. Uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna do the lower depths, and sure. Uh, he sure did. And he's like, I'm gonna make it more like the play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be like very Kurosawa. It's just gonna be like this miserable, like, miserable, and like the the characters are gonna be like kind of like these like comedic poor people wallowing mm-hmm. in their own filth and shit i guess um <laughs> and it's just gonna be that for mm-hmm. fucking two hours <laughs> sure and sure. uh it's gonna feel like it it's gonna feel like it like you're hanging out with them and then, then yeah. we're, but then we're gonna slap this other shit with like tashira mifune in there we're, mm-hmm. we're gonna make him a romantic lead because this guy like he's tashira mifune he sells he's yeah he 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 does not look like he belongs here but kurosawa definitely mm-hmm. like nails filthy oh yeah. yeah like some of the characters like that that lady who's barely alive when you see her come into into the flop house you're like holy shit you're like did they get that lady from like a palliative ward like she doesn't look good no you know that like she dies doesn't she like in real life <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some some of those people like look rough, and then like the shitty shitty guys that are like just covered in actual shit, and you're like, whoa, these dudes look rough. It truly really feels like it's the lower depths. Sure, it does. Sure, no. this elevator only goes down. Someone made an awful mess down there, Jared. So, so RJ, how do how do you feel about like people arguing and just talking in like a matter of fact way for two hours? So my uh, my my one note of this movie that isn't just a, uh, for a screenshot is uh, oh it's a bottle episode. It's like a bottle yeah. episode of a it, TV well, show. It feels cheap, right? Like there's something yeah, about it this, like because it's like very stripped down production. Like there's some mm-hmm. establishing shots of the the boarding house. Like there's just mm-hmm. kind of like this long panning of like the sky, I guess, it's establishing that you're like on the ground looking up. And then it pans around the edges, and then you're pretty well locked into place for like a like a, gotta be like a, it's like an hour. 
that you're just in this and you're waiting. You're like, huh, are we going to change things up at any point? Are we going to mm-hmm. transition somewhere else? No. Does it ever happen? No, not really. It kind oh, of, it okay. kind of does. I think it do. We do step outside the boarding house a little bit for mm-hmm. a little for a little bit of like non boarding house action because you know it's cinema. You can actually explore space. Yeah, you not know, just be locked in into a your play format. But uh, yeah, uh, that all being said, I hated this. Uh, uh, this this good. Uh, this this is the worst Kurosawa movie that we've watched. Uh, oh really? I think. I, I what, what's, wow. the, what, what's in the competition though? Uh, well, neither of us were big fans of Redbeard, but but we thought that was fine. Yeah, that movie's fine. Whereas I actually, uh, I I actually think this is like a bad Kurosawa movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, Wild. Uh, I don't know. Like I, and it's like it actually elevated uh, Renoir's Lower Depths for me, which apparently when Renoir watched the Lower Depths, like in like 1977, I guess he mm-hmm. was like, "Oh man, this is real movie making. This is this I this is his or Kurosawa's? No, Kurosawa's. Okay. And uh, no, he was like apparently uh, he thought very highly of this, and he said, "Yeah, this seems like a lot better." Even like the film essay that accompanies uh, Renoir's Lower Depths in the Criterion booklet, mm-hmm. uh, it specifically mentions like it seems like oh yeah, this movie's like nothing special. It's only included mm-hmm. because of we really want to get that Kurosawa out there. We gotta get that Lord Depps because yep. he's he's so great. And well, it's I mean, such like, a good double bill. Yeah. Renoir and I, Kurosawa. See, to me, th- th- this is like this this made me think of Bergman and the Magic Flute, where sure. there is something about like in Hen- like Henry V, this mm-hmm. like stagey shit that like mm-hmm. I f- I fucking hate. I hate it. I nice. I never want to look at this ever again. Uh, nice. This was not a good time. This is like three and a half hours of between these two movies. And again, mm-hmm. there's elements of them that are, are okay. Yeah. But on the whole, my God. Which hole? The, the like like a donut. Oh, okay. But there's there's something missing in the middle. I I see what its you core mean. is missing. It's a timbit. Oh wow! And but you're wondering where's the tin bit? Maybe that tastes better than this donut because it was because it's like a two day old donut, and there's nothing worse than that. Yeah, that's pretty bad, man. It's pretty it's bad. Pretty sorry, bad. sorry, I cut you off. On which hole you were saying? On the on the hole. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, this this these lower depths. I don't know. I feel like this the ideas of Maxim Gorky this mm-hmm. this exploration has been done more successfully. Uh, sure. In other in other forms, I mean, I'll fucking watch Harmony Curran's Gummo any day of the week. Oh, um, I think that says says more to me. I think Jeez, about uh, about class uh, and, uh, and it's living more in squalor. Intre- more more interesting uh, depiction uh, cinematically than this. The, like, all these movies mm-hmm. feel very st- like staged and because they're plays, of course, but they just feel so removed from what they should be like there's no like emer- like they just feel like old movies which is like i guess damning it makes me sound like uh mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm talking about you don't like- maybe you should y'all, stick to spider-man y'all, y- y'all don't like old movies and it's like yeah sometimes i don't because mm-hmm. these these feel like like really like removed even for 1957 these feel dated to me for this mm-hmm. one and lower depths was like 1936 it actually feels very typical but lower depths, I yeah. don't know. It's just like this approach. Like it feels like a one of those like NBC 
uh, made-for-TV dr- dramas. It's obviously mm-hmm. Kurosawa, and it's, so it's shot really well at times. Like, some of the black-and-white photography is really good. And he's doing – it's not like he's slack. He called it in. I just didn't like – I don't like this. <laughs> like, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's about it. That's about all I've got for this because it's, it's the same fucking thing. It's just mm-hmm. people arguing, the landlords, people banging each other. There's mm-hmm. uh, lynchings, people being dragged out, chased around, mob killed, anonymously killed, mm-hmm. Spartacus. And, uh, and then even then, there's people who are kind of like, who gives a shit? And people talk about how jaw-droppingly dark and nihilistic the ending is. And mm. I'm just kind of like, hmm. I mean, I don't really think so, but I think part of that might be because you knew it was coming too, right? I guess, yes, maybe. Because I did. Like, I mean, I I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe everyone else knows it's coming too, and it still still hits you right in the dick there. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I knew it was coming the whole time, so when it, I was just waiting for it to happen. I was like, when's it gonna happen? Yep. When's he gonna do it? I guess I think the one thing that I think is uh, I do actually kind of like. <laughs> It's kind of goofy, but the way it's presented where it's like he just killed himself and then it's like hard black end or the end like that's it. There's no like or I, there's there's like one other line is like, man, that guy really killed the party. And then it oh. just, the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. So like, I, <laughs> but it's like I'm not like, oh, man, that's hard. It's like <laughs> it's kind of goofy, but I actually I, I liked it, but not because. You know, I, I, I like nihilistic stuff. I was just, I didn't mm-hmm. find it like that at all. I was just like, no. it's kind of goofy. I like that. That's funny. Yeah. Man, that dude really killed the party, man. The end. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I didn't think that uh, you would particularly care for either of these, but uh, I am actually a little surprised at how much you dislike this one, um, which is fine. I think that's good. Uh, I... It's like I said earlier, I think there's really I think if you cherry picked elements of each each of them together, there would be a really good movie. But as they stand individually, I don't think either of them are um, successful. Yeah. Like there's parts of the Renoir one that I actually I really like. Like I like the friendship and a few of those things. And there's parts of the Kurosawa one I like. I'm uh, I'm pretty much um, I'm a little bit I'm not as down as you are but i'm pretty much there with you too on this one i do like i do like how grim it is at times where it's just it -hmm. is just like miserable people telling each other to eat shit they're like who fucking cares they're like we're all homeless and we're all gonna die you're just like damn yeah kurosawa really wanted a just like sad depressive homeless people for this movie so Mm -hmm. i i do i admire it for those reasons um but it has some of the it has some of the same problems as the other one. Like I know they're, they're big gork heads, but uh, I didn't really, I didn't like like the main aspect where it's just like, he's a thief and he is uh, entangled with the landlords. Like I didn't, I don't care about it in either of the movies. This one, it's more of, um, it's definitely more of a, a presence. Like um, in Renoir's, I don't think it matters at all. This one, it's like, okay, this actually plays into the story a little bit, but uh, still it's kind of like, yeah, like I don't know. This one's got a lot of uh, heavy bitches getting thrown down on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of screen caps. That bitch. That uh, what was the one? A slam whore said you're a two oh, bit yeah. slam whore. I was like, yeah. What? 
so that one was fun. Uh, fun. Um, the one thing I do like in this movie is I do like the old actor because I just think that guy's interesting to look at. Like he, uh, I got a screenshot of him where he's like wallowing before he, uh, before he goes and ends it all. And so I, I like a couple of the characters in this and, uh, I do like, I mean, these dudes just living in like a barn basically. And you're just like, damn, that's cool. So, uh, there's, but yeah, it has, I think it's got some issues too. And like, like you said, Shiro Mifune, he like, he doesn't really fit cause he's too, handsome and attractive and he's so well spoken you're like you're way better than any of these people you should well not better but it's like you uh you don't fit in with the some of these other guys who like that lady who's literally dying on screen who gets brought in you're just like yeah that lady fits into the uh mm-hmm. to the scene um but yeah some of the other scenes uh it's the same kind of thing like you just get lost like uh watching it you're just like what is going on like not not that any of it's complicated. You're just, but it's more like, why are we here? Why is this part of this movie? You know, mm. I will say though, Jared, one thing I liked those old guys' music. Oh. I thought that's, I thought that song slapped. <laughs> I was just, I was just kind of like watching the actual uh, song. I was like, God damn, this thing's got rhythm. Someone's uh, got to take that footage and just put some new, uh, new tunes on top. Oh, I, I I dug the tunes, uh, but those scenes are too long because uh, oh, the dance. This whole movie so is too in. fucking long. Yeah, two uh, two oh five is way too long. Because I was actually the same as you were. Um, I think I I stopped it at an hour and ten, and I was just like, oh fuck! I was like, there's half of this movie left, yeah. and I think I uh, I went and I made a sandwich, and you know as you do. Um, yeah, this movie is really long, and uh, those dan- the drunken dancing singing it lasts too long. <sighs> yeah. But the song slaps. Yeah. It slaps, Jared. Uh, but yeah, so I think <laughs> on the whole, uh, there's when you watch them together, you're like, there's good parts of a story here. But uh, I think if you watched either of these individually, I don't think you'd get much of anything out of them. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you know. Very average. Yeah, I, I would... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It'd be a real toss-up. Which, uh, hmm, is this better or worse than Igmar Bergman makes a movie? Oh, you're going down there, even, hey? Yeah, a hundred percent, I am. What's of them are just Kurosawa's. Uh, Kurosawa's. Yeah, I, I think it's just like the for the stature, and like right. people seem to be pretty easy on this one. I'm just like, no. Just because he directed uh, Rashomon doesn't mean that everything gets a pass. I, uh, yeah. I, and hell, I, I can I, mean, Rashomon's not even as good as High and Low. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Yeah, I, I, I do agree I, with I, you, though. When you watch Kurosawa, the Renoir one, you're like, hey, man, there's uh, some good stuff there. <laughs> Damn. This dude hates Kurosawa. See, you know. Part of the we thing, were, too, is like, I feel like we've been on a real run of like media, like, like not even mediocre movies since like scenes from a marriage. Yeah. I don't know. Like leopard, like looked amazing, but yep. Too long. <laughs> too long. And, and also like I, I do, uh, again, I'm talking about old movies, uh, mm-hmm. not wanting to watch old movies and, uh, way too many fucking subtitles. Oh yeah. So. Well, we're, we're in a really bad, 
Uh, it's not get still a ways away. No, we still have like two months before we hit a color English movie. Um, and like, see, that's the thing. People are like, well, you, you can't read subtitles. It's like, no, we can. But it's like when you do it for like every movie for like four months in a row, it gets a little tiresome. Yeah. Well, we got a, uh, a month till Slacker. And even that's like lo-fi. Well, it's like, yeah, <laughs> Slacker's not. Lo- lo-fi Americana. and Nothing uh, to scream about. But then Videodrome. And uh, Big David himself is going to come on. And, uh, I mean, that's going to be refreshing. <laughs> refreshing. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's um, it's weird, these movies. Uh, I think uh, I definitely was a little bit um, easier than uh, you are uh, <laughs> towards them. But I, I, I completely understand your uh, your hate and your anger towards these films well you know what that leads to suffering my man in the dark side yeah and uh you're pretty much there so uh Mm -hmm. you're you're pretty much there no yeah this this disc can just get tossed into the pile of like of no thanks yeah Yeah, at least they were on the channel this time actually and uh they were easily accessible Mm -hmm. first time Uh, ever So will you be rewatching either of these movies in your lifetime? So that that <laughs> no, good, so that good. I would I would watch uh, I would like to watch more movies with the Baron in them though. I would do that over rewatching either of these. Right. Just to check out the Baron doing his bird thing. You want to hear about who also hates these movies? I don't. Sure. sure. I, 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 I mean I, I, was, I don't I, was, I don't. Yeah, I am just like yeah. This that's fine. The Kurosawa Depths, I think, is the one that I'm like, man, this is just yeah. t- going too far for me. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. And also expecting a movie to end in six minutes and it goes on for another hour and six minutes. That's a, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's it's a tough one, man. Yeah. It's it's a very long film. Yeah. So first up for Renoir, mm-hmm. uh, we'll go with uh, Yusaku. Yusaku. Two and a half stars. Some of the okay. us jumped ahead a little bit, but there's not too many low yep. ratings. You've got it. Its cinematography has a taste of Citizen Kane, though it's not really deep focus. The use of foreground, middle ground, and background is pretty remarkable. I wonder if Orson Welles watched this film before he made Citizen Kane. That being said, the film falls behind his other masterpieces. Uh, dude really loves Citizen Kane. What's that about? You know what I mean, Jer? Well, I mean, like I said, uh, Orson Welles, I think Jean Renoir was the, the greatest director. I, I, allegedly. 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 This person's got, like, some pretty bad takes. They gave uh, one of Sam Sanchez's favorite movies, The Mummy, a half a star, the Brendan Fraser Mummy. That's right. What? They gave uh, Final Destination a half a star. It's a good show. They only have 11 uh, five-star films and there it looks like every one of Denny Villeneuve's movies uh, uh so maybe they're big Canadian boys like they got Ace on D Polytechnic Scott Pilgrim which I think was filmed in Canada uh-huh and, and Tarana Tarana so uh Denny Villeneuve and Canadian or French they also have blue is the warmest color hmm. which is so Canadian or French is uh what this person's all about I guess uh, another one, Jennings. Okay. Don't really have much to say about this one. The comic portrayals of the class just isn't interesting to me. 
don't watch it then, you know? There's not too much salt on uh, this movie. I, I feel like not a lot of people are watching this Renoir. Probably not. Jennings did give uh, has Hidden Fortress as one of their favorite star uh, oh, movies, though. Oh. So you know what that means. They uh -oh. probably commented that on our on our review. What do you mean it's not Star Wars? It's not. Watch this yeah. video for comparison. Um, this person's got some good films in their five stars: Mulholland Drive, Akiru, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Wow, uh, The Exorcist, Three Jarrett, five stars. You know what I'm talking about. Funny Games, five stars. Man, they almost had me with that one. Hmm. They only have 10 half-star films. Uh, no, that's all shit. Never mind. But they just gave Scoob a half a star. Scoob doesn't look like a half-star film. You know Scoob? No. It's a new Scooby-Doo movie that just came out. It's called oh, Scoob. Oh, no. I didn't know about that at all. Didn't know about Scoob. Damn. Uh, switching over to Kurosawa. Eight. Okay. We have Effie the Free Elf. Oh, okay. I wonder what Effie's got to say about anything, but two stars. Okay. It's a good film, only very hard to watch. <laughs> what does it's, that mean? it's hard to watch not only because the audience would have a difficult time with empath empath empathizing with any of the characters, but they'd probably also hate the sound design, the long trivial conversations with old alcoholics talking nonsense and women screaming. The plot structure is also unconventional. Nobody evolves, which proves to the point that these jobless poor people are living in hell. Even the landlord and the police-like uncle behave vulgarly and disgracefully. They are not any richer than each other. There are diseases, death, greed, gambling, viciousness. The wise wow, old man shit. who embodies Buddhism cannot help much. Fuck. That's it. Effie. Damn. Uh, I believe uh, Effie is Chinese because on their letterbox page, it, it says translate from Chinese. Okay. I don't know if that's Cantonese or uh, or the other one. Mandarin? But, um, yeah, Mandarin. That's right. Uh they don't have a lot of ratings. The only five-star films, are, there's some Chinese ones, and then there's High and Low and Harry Carey. Oh, oh. and A Woman is a Woman. <laughs> Weird, weirdly enough. Wow. It's strange. Maybe they're going in order. Yeah, could be. Um, one more. The Movie Vampire. Ooh, that's a good name. This is two stars. Rewatched. Yeah. I wouldn't say that The Lord Depths is the worst of Akira Kurosawa's movies, as he had some early films that could pretty clearly be called worse. But of the movies mm. he made in his classic period, it's certainly my least favorite. That's a polite way of saying it, I guess. That's, that's sure. nice. my least favorite. This film is an adaptation of a Maxim Gorky play, making it one of the, the several adaptations of Russian classics that Kurosawa found himself making over the course of his career. But this is the one that is perhaps most indebted to its source material in that it is not in, that it is not in any way trying to pretend it isn't a play on screen, and as such, it feels stagey in a way that his Shakespeare adaptations never did. I must confess some level of ignorance about Gorky's play, which, thanks to the Red Scare, is one that I don't think has ever really had the prominence in popular culture that the works of Ibsen or Chekhov have had in American oh, intellectual sure. circles, and I suspect that if I knew the source better, I'd be a bit more interested in the changes that Kurosawa made to think to make it fit into Japan's Edo period. But of course. as it is, the story just sort of feels like this claustrophobic and rather depressing exercise in human misery mixed with a couple of neat, tragicomic touches. Great last line, sure. though. 
What? <laughs> he really ruined a good party? No. Um. Uh, so all the five star films, it's just Criterion stuff, and like it even looks like they were, maybe they were going in order. They gave the Leopard five stars, so but they gave Tokyo Drifter one star, Jarrett. So just because it's Criterion doesn't mean they absolutely love it. But they, uh, this person doesn't like the Final Destination movies either, <laughs> and they, which is whatever. But they gave Curse of the Werewolf with Oliver Reed one star, and that movie is awesome. Real awesome, Jared. They also gave Death Wish one star. You you know about Death Wish? I guess this person doesn't like those uh, lowbrow genre pictures. I guess. They also gave Blair Witch 2 a half a star, which I... That's fine. I mean, I I think it's better than that, but... Ugh, man. I, I could barely get five minutes into it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. Well. Whatever. You know. A lot of. Uh, hey, I just saw Thomas Pashko gay review to start Kurosawa greater than Gorky. Oh. Man, there's a lot of Gorky heads on a uh, letterbox day. Eh? People like talking about Gorky. I. I've never heard of Gor- Gorky before this week, Jared. <laughs> Does that make me a a bad dude? A lot of gorky simps in the world. Damn. What a guy. Man, uh, I just see Smash the TV gave Kurosawa's uh, Lower Depths three stars. And Ruben Barbosa gave it three and a half stars. Man, they're going to be shattered by your review, Jarrett. Shattered. Or indifferent. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember either of these movies next week. Nope. So, what are you going to do? We'll just keep on forging ahead. One I guess. spine number at a time. Oof. In order of release. <sighs> and then one day we'll have our big final release from this prison. Someone uh, suggested that uh, our uh, our final release will be a live episode in which we um we both actually pull the plug live, <laughs> live. on air. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? Maybe for episode episode three hundred. Ooh. Something to look forward to. What are What are we at right now? I don't know, like two o something, two o six or two o eight. I think this is two ten. Uh, maybe episode two fifty. Hmm. That's a long that's way. That's that's a while away. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to be alive that much longer. Well, we can work on that. Any final thoughts here on these low depths? Uh, I think they're both fine. I don't. You don't don't even sound convincing at all that these are fine. I think they're fine. These are subpar. It's like like I said. Watching them together, there's good parts that are almost one real good movie. (laughs) That sounds terrible. It sounds like a waste of time. Well, yeah, I wouldn't recommend think, other well, this is this. Yeah, right? Like, this is kind of what I'm getting at is why would you watch this stuff? Like, why would you watch this? Like, there's, like, all the movies that exist in the world. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, you should you should definitely watch this one. This is, the like, this is, like, when we really make you wonder, eh, my time could have been better spent. It's like, well, then they're bad. Just, like, unless you're, like, a Kurosawa completionist, 
don't yeah. wa- don't watch this unless you're a genre genre noir completionist. Don't watch it. If you're really a big gork head, I guess you'll like you'll probably like this more because you're invested. Uh-huh. But if you have like if you don't care about either of these things, don't don't watch it. Don't. What about the sadists that are doing what we're doing? Well, we're idiots. Yeah, we are. Hey, you th- you thought the Bergman stands and simps were uh, mad last week. Wait until the Kurosawa stands uh, c- come there's, after you. There's no samurais in this. They only care about samurais. They don't like poor people. Uh, there was a – they had samurai clothes. And what's – what, like armor? No, that one dude, he had a sword at one point, and he was talking about how he was like a failed yeah, samurai. that's right. So uh, – just wait until uh, that hatred comes your way, buddy. Bucko. After the break, uh-huh. Jared hangs himself because he watched these fucking things. Live on episode 300. But uh, and RJ just goes, hey, you ruined a perfectly good podcast. You ruined a perfectly good podcast. Cut to black. Cut to black. Go to the menu. Trailers for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. RJ, after watching these two films, do you care about poor people anymore? (laughs) Did I ever? Well, do you care about them slightly more? Or do you have the same great indifference? I mean, there's certain poor people I care about. And there's certain ones that are in the lower depths. Are you saying they belong to be there? I don't know what the, what you're insinuating, but th- these are characters we play for podcasts. So, Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can email us at criteriancreeps at gmail.com. And tell uh-huh. us about the poor. Sure. We've got a Facebook page. We're on uh-huh. Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube and Patreon mm-hmm. and SoundCloud, Stitcher, mm-hmm. iTunes, mm-hmm. Google Play. Mm-hmm. Like, share, and subscribe. Is that the thing? Right? Uh, I don't know. People hit us up on OnlyFans. People hit hammer that way harder on everything I watch. They're always talking about subscribing. We never talk about that. Do you subscribe to OnlyFans? No. How many YouTube subscribers do we need before people start to notice us? Probably like 9,000. What are we at now? Uh, Not. We need 9,000 more Damn. than we're at. Yeah. Well, if they're listening, but people hey, out there, we're we're, uh, we're we're making our way in the world today. Walking, talking fast, walking back, and you're homebound. Do, 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 do. Next do, week, do. yeah, spine two hundred and forty. What's that? Yasujiro Ozu's early summer from nineteen fifty one. Is that good? I mean, it's inaccurate. It's late summer. Is that bad? Uh, well, some say <laughs> that August is the Sunday of months. It'd be a shitty time to have a birthday, I'll tell you that much. It's the worst. It's the absolute dog shit worst. Oh, well, I'm lucky I, uh, I'm i not one of those people. Those people probably are bad and probably have bad personalities. Mm-hmm. 
so that's too bad for them. Well, I'm glad uh, I am the best. Yep, you're the best, RJ. Woo! Good night. Oh, yeah, check out our OnlyFans. Jared got a picture of me shirtless earlier, so check it out. There's lots of insertion. What?